Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. Coming at you from the WCWSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. This is episode number 1021 
of the Mothership broadcast of the WCWS radio network, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment. Of course, filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, who is, of course, King NWO Gerard T. Smith, and the Iceman Jared D. Girolamo is, a, is, a, is our friends from 411mania.com. Uh, we, uh, we are double-checking on, of course, to see if the human suplex machine, John Gross, is here. <clears throat> and, of course... Uh, Hopefully we will have a, and I do have some confirmation here, ladies and gentlemen, now with us, of course, a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer, of course, co-owner of the Gross and Stokeless Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page, a multiple-time title holder here in our Trivia Championship Series, and part of the broadcast team for WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. the one and the only, of course, the human suplex machine from Front Royal, Virginia, John Gross. We welcome him to also 1021 of Revolution as well, as he will tonight will be bringing us, of course, some wrestling and pop culture history and, and birthday uh, updates here. <clears throat> we hope to also hear from a lot more folks here tonight. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have planned on talking about here this evening, Please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND. And press that one if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Of course, in addition to our news and views and history and birthday here report tonight, we will, of course, talk about our, our thoughts and opinions on what happened on last night's edition of NXT Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll definitely get you some updates on some of the results of tonight's AEW fight for the Fallen show that apparently that is taking place not too far away from me, of course, in the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina tonight. We'll, of course, get to try to get you some updates on that here as well. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll try to get you some updates as best we can on our, of course, on the current uh, <clears throat> uh, Trivia Championship Series um Match posted on the pay-per-view prediction center page. Of course, the NXT US Million Dollar Championship on the line as the human suplex machine John Gross is defending against the Iceman Jared DiGiralmo. We'll get some, some some updates on that. Plus some other, of course, big-time stuff here tonight. We'll definitely, of course, let you know here about what is all going on. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I do see on, on the, the, the time on the wall, it is 8.53 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <clears throat> As we now get, of course, get underway here with episode number 1021 of Revolution. As we start things off here tonight with, of course, our wrestling news and views here segment. <clears throat> and we do, of course, thank our thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WCWS radio network by allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, of course, including, of course, in addition to Revolution. Of course, NWO Wolfpack, also Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also Sports Machine. 
<clears throat> and hopefully, of course, in the second half of 2021, we can try to get, of course, some more of our shows back up and going here again. And Fort Lebanonia will definitely, of course, be utilized in that respect. <clears throat> our first story, of course, coming in here tonight here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as this week's edition of Ring of Honor's Women's Division Wednesday is officially online. The latest episode of ROH's uh, Women's Division Wednesday is online, features part two of their town hall Q&A with the competitors in the upcoming women's title tournament. Of course, the video, the video is described as follows. Competitors in the upcoming women's championship tournament take your questions in this town, town hall Q&A on hashtag ROHWD. Now, we will, <clears throat> we will of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, post, of course, part two of this town hall Q&A on both uh, our Women of WCWS Facebook page as well as, of course, our ROHUS page, of course, Honor of the Ring. You can, of course, check it out on both. Like I said, if you don't check it out on one page, you can check it out on the other. Our next story here, of course, Jeremy Thomas posted this story today as WWE is reportedly undergoing some more staff layoffs. WWE has undergone some more staffing layoffs, according to a new report. According to Fightful Select, WWE laid off some more corporate employees from the marketing, shop, and other other consumer product divisions. The company laid off staff members from several departments in late May, including Advanced Media Group, TV, and WWE Studios, which were all consolidated into one department. Fightful notes that there have been no word of any talent cuts being expected as part of these layoffs. Of course, we will definitely, of course, keep you up and going here with this. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, this obviously means that Vincent Mann is trying to save some more money. That's pretty much about the size of it. Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story today as Bianca Belair talks about her experience doing SmackDown at Rolling Loud and also wants to face Sasha Banks again. Bianca Belair was part of the Rolling Loud side of last week's SmackDown <clears throat> and she discussed the experience in a new interview. Bel Air defended her SmackDown Women's title against Carmella at the Hip Hop Festival. And there are some highlights, of course, of her interview right here with Complex. On her experience doing SmackDown at Rolling Loud, Bianca says, I was so excited to go to Rolling Loud even, even before we found out that we were going to. My husband and I were actually looking at the lineup and looking at tickets and trying to figure out ways that we could possibly go. Once I found out that I was not only going to Rolling Loud, but I was going to get to defend my title against Carmella at Rolling Loud at the largest hip-hop festival in the world, I was so excited to do that. Just being in front of that massive crowd, it was it reminded me of WrestleMania. That's the type of feel that it had, and that's the type of nerves that I had before going out there in front of that crowd. It was like those WrestleMania nerves all over again. I was just excited about stepping into another atmosphere it was really cool when I looked out in the audience. I could see some wrestling fans, but also just being able to perform in front of more non-traditional wrestling fans, just even trying to get more eyes on the product and more exposure. Stepping into an environment that I felt so comfortable in, because that's like home to me, just trying to integrate those two worlds because music has just been such a huge part of WWE, from our interest music, pay-per-view theme, theme songs, and even Bad Bunny coming over and being a part of WrestleMania and working Snoop Dogg has come over and worked, so it's always been a huge part of WWE and what we do. 
It was amazing to be the person in that position to be able to go out there and showcase what WWE is, what we're about, and show them that WWE is inclusive. It's for everyone. It's it's what's amazing about WWE. It just transcends across all different religions, races, gender. It doesn't matter. Anybody could look at the WWE and see someone that looks like them. There's so much representation there. I feel like we were we were really able to showcase that at Rolling Loud and just being on the same stage as the most known and, su- and successful hip hop artist. We were on the same we were on the same <clears throat> stage as them. And that, that was an amazing feeling. And that just shows how big WWE is that we can get out on the same stage as them. On the ring gear she made for the show, Bianca says, I was hoping people could tell, yes, it was the Miami skyline. If you look at the theme of Rolling Loud, the thing of Rolling Loud is the Miami skyline. I was trying to do something with their theme. I was, I was just so honored to be there for Rolling Loud. So I wanted to have the gear dedicated to Rolling Loud. I always try to make gear and wear it once so that when I look at it, I know exactly when and where I wore it. Now I have a gear that I can say I wore that at Rolling Loud in front of 80,000 people. And on the same stage as the performance like Megan the Stallion and Bobby Shimurda and Travis Scott. I was on the same stage as them in this gear facing Carmella representing for SmackDown. It's just an amazing feeling. And I went in an SB for her match with Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. Bianca says, like you said, Sasha and I have unfinished business. At WrestleMania that night, I walked out as SmackDown Women's Champion. But I always said that night was so much bigger than me. It was so much bigger than Sasha. It was so much bigger than just winning the SmackDown Women's title. As you can see, we won an SP from it. That's how big that one was. At the end of the day, nobody really lost that night. I'm just waiting for when we can face each other again. When the only thing that's on the line is the title. I'm a fighting champion. I want to defend my title as much as possible and make magic with as many people as possible. We can't wait to see, of course, if somewhere down the line we may see a rematch between uh, Bianca and uh, Sasha. That'd be great. 411 Mania is providing live coverage tonight, ladies and gentlemen, of tonight's AEW's Fight for the Fallen show edition of Dynamite. Uh, so you can check out what they have to say, of course, about tonight's uh, Fight for the Fallen uh, uh, program here. Uh, their their takes and opinions and points of view, of course, as well. As you probably heard, of course, us talk about on 411, I mean, on uh, Outside the Ropes earlier tonight, we did lose legendary ZZ Top uh, uh, band member uh, Dusty Hill, of course, at the age of 71 due to he passed away in his sleep at his home in Houston, Texas. Uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this story just a little while ago as WWE honors ZZ Top bassist Dusty Hill following his passing. Dusty Hill, the bassist for the legendary group ZZ Top, has passed away and WWE has paid tribute to him, of course, today. The band announced today that Hill, who was one-third of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame trio, passed away in his sleep at his home in Houston, Texas. Their statement noted that we, along with legions of ZZ Top fans, Around the world will miss your steadfast presence, your good nature, and enduring commitment to providing that monumental bottom to the top. We will forever be connected to that blues shuffle in C. WWE issued a statement honoring Hill, who was a fan of WWE, who co-hosted Raw in 2009, along with bandmate Billy Gibbons. Here is the full statement. Of course, on behalf of 411 Mania, and also, of course, I said this earlier the uh, WCWS Radio Network, our condolences to the family, friends, and fans of Mr. Hill. He will most certainly be missed. 
And here, of course, is WWE's statement right here. WWE is saddened to learn that Dusty Hill of ZZ Top has passed away to age 72. I'm sorry, it was 72. That was 71. Just off about a year. No problem. Dallas native left an indelible mark on the music industry as the basis for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducted ZZ Top. Hill and his bandmate Billy Gibbons were fans of WWE, and the iconic bearded duo hosted the July 20th, 2009 episode of Monday Night Raw from, uh, <clears throat> from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. The unmistakable bandmates were often found ringside at other WWE events, including Unforgiven in 2005. With classic hits such as Sharp Dressed Man, Give Me All Your Lovin' and more, ZZ Top left a legendary legacy across 15 studio albums with over 50 million records sold worldwide. Also, WWE extends its condolences to Hills, family, friends, and fans. So definitely, of course, a great musician, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only Dusty Hill. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> Every time you see, you go back and look at those music videos now, man. Uh, that, uh, of course, you, you can't help, you won't be, be get help, but you can't help it, but to start getting a little choked up, of course, and all that. But indeed, indeed. Our next story here, Jeremy Thomas posted this story today with some WWE news as Ronda Rousey defends Simone Biles after her Olympics withdrawal and Triple H thanks fans for the birthday wishes. Ronda Rousey has Simone Biles back after the gymnast withdrew from the all-around competition at the December Olympics. Biles announced on Wednesday that she was opting to not compete in Thursday's all-around competition and had previously withdrawn from the team final following one rotation in order to focus on her mental health. The decision has drawn criticism from some corners, but Rousey was among those posting to show her support for Biles. She wrote, Everyone judging at Simone underscore Biles doesn't know their foot from their a-hole when it comes to being in her position. She's on the Olympic team, and while, while you're on Twitter, whatever is going on cannot be grasped from outside. She's doing the absolute best she can, given the situation she's in. That's what said on Twitter by Ronda Rousey herself, so... So <clears throat> I have to also throw in my support there as well. I mean, a, a, a terrific competitor, of course, in Miss Biles. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's no, there's no shame in that at all. She did, she's done, done everything the best she possibly can. But a terrific competitor. She'll have that opportunity again at some point. She's, she's got to get herself refocused. Triple H took to social media to thank fans and friends for wishing him a happy birthday. The game, who turned 52 on Wednesday, wrote the following: "Thank you for all the birthday wishes. I pointed at a lot of I pointed at a lot of people. Hashtag WBNXT allows me to work alongside the next generation of talent who loves this business. Grateful to wake up every day and entertain all of you. Hashtag We Are NXT. Of course, you can see you can see his post his post is right here, along with a birthday message from his own wife Stephanie." <clears throat> Trip, uh, of course, we all we all know what Triple H says. Stephanie McMahon said, "Happy birthday to my bad AWS motorhead loving man of my dreams," and you're probably going to get a BJ there. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> that would be hilarious. But no, no, no. But happy. But of course, once again, of course, like I said, his birthday was yesterday. He did like I said, he turned 52. <laughs> yeah, of course, Stephanie says it every night. Always sells Triple H. It's all about the game and how you play it. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, okay. Bad jokes. I, I've told a lot of them, so hey, it's not the first time. 
our next story here, folks, <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas posted this story today. As former referee Marty Elias says that Mark Carano blackballed him from WWE. Former WWE referee Marty Elias has alleged that he was fired and blackballed from WWE due to Mark Carano's dislike of him. Elias, who was released from the company back in 2009, spoke with Wrestling Inc. and said that Carano disliked him over things he said in a meeting about extending his contract earlier that year. Carano was fired from WWE in April over Mickey James having her belongings returned to her in a trash bag after her release, and reports soon after know that Carano was deeply unpopular with many talents in WWE. Here are some of the highlights right here from the comments made by Mr. Elias. On previously saying he was fired from WWE for wearing a Kiss a t-shirt with the with the right band Kiss on it at work, <clears throat> Elias says, I know that everybody knows that story about the Kiss t-shirt and how I denied wearing the Kiss t-shirt, and ultimately I was terminated because of that. That story with the Kiss t-shirt, that did happen and everything else, but there was a lot more to it. Now that I'm stepping back in, into the game, so to speak, people are asking me that million-dollar question, if I'm going to WWE, if I'm going to NXT, AEW, all the other stuff, I'm in a different place with my life today, and I'm standing up for myself. I want to be honest and really transparent with everybody, especially in the wrestling world, because of the rumors and this and that. I just want to be transparent. That being said, Mark Carano hated me. Mark Carano hated me with a passion. And the reason he hated me is because when I re-signed with WWE in April of 2009, I got an extension, and he was in that meeting with John Laurinaitis. And when John Laurinaitis asked me what I wanted to be doing in the next five years, I told him point blank, I'm probably going to take your job or I'm going to take Carano's job. I'm ambitious. I got goals. Hell, I, I have I had a goal to main event WrestleMania with Shawn Michaels. And guess what? I did it. I'm goal-oriented like that. I know where I want to be. I know where I'm going. But Mark Carano just had this certain disdain for me. Like he had a lot of other folks, had for a lot of other folks as well, as they found out what he did to Mickey James, unfortunately. Mark Carano blackballed me from WWE, and I was released on July 31st, 2009. I haven't done anything with WWE since then. And the reason why I haven't is because I was a persona non grata, and it was all due to Mark Carano. On reaching out to Triple H, Elias says, when I reached out to Triple H, of course, who I've worked with countless times, I reached out to him in July of 2017, and I have the email to prove it. I reached out to him because I have been hearing a lot of different things, <clears throat> rumors and innuendos, that were going on. I sent an email to Paul, of course, Triple H. Paul went and asked Mark Carano, why haven't we done business with Marty Elias? And the reason I know this is because John Cohn was there at this meeting, or when Hunter was went in and asked Mark Carano that specific question, John was privy to this. He asked Mark point blank, why haven't we, why haven't we done business with Marty Elias? Mark, Mark Carano stated, started to proceed and tell Paul the reason why they hadn't done business with me and had worked with had worked with me because of the fact that I've been sexually harassing divas. I have been doing things with divas, harassing them, calling them, text messaging them. He said that I had heat with all the referees. He said that nobody liked me. And he said I was selling pills to a lot of the boys. It was very, very untrue. It had no validity to anything. On how he found out about the conversation, Elias says John Cohn, as I mentioned, was privy to that meeting. So John Cohn in turn called Chad Patton, who called me and let me know what was said and what happened. So when I found that out, I sent Paul an email asking him what's the deal. I said, this is not true because if these things were true and they had any validity to them, then they would have killed my career. That would have killed my career with glow and television and music. All these other accusations that 
he was making weren't true. I did reach out to Paul and his assistants from time to time. Ask if I can at least talk to Paul and get my five minutes with him to clear my name because I don't care if I ever go back to WWE or professional wrestling. I made my mark. I've done great things in the business. The folks who are doing it today, they're trying to achieve what I have achieved. I've already done that. But my thing is, as a human being and who I am, I just want my name clear because back in 2017, when these accusations were made and I sent an email to Paul, that was one of the things that I had mentioned to him. I said, this is not true. These statements and these accusations are very slanderous and can really have an impact on my career, whether it be television, music, or professional wrestling. And unfortunately, Paul never got back to me. Nobody ever got back to me. A couple times his assistants did send me correspondence saying, oh yeah, Paul would love to talk to you. Let's connect. But nothing ever came of it. So we'll just have to continue to see, of course, if anything does develop, of course, obviously, in, in this situation. And, of course, I'm sure that because of the situation involving somebody that they actually let go here recently, then maybe he might have a, a chance sometime down the road. But we'll have to wait and see, of course, what happens. Jeremy Thomas, of course, posting this story today as Stephen Amell talks about <clears throat> CM Punk appearing on the show Heels, says that he asked about the return rumors. Stephen Amell shares a screen with CM Punk in the upcoming Heels, and he recently talked about Punk's work as well as rumors that Punk is returning to the ring. Amell appeared on Bustin' Open Radio to promote the new Stars show, which debuts on August 8, uh, 15th. And here are some highlights per Fightful on how he ended up in the show. <clears throat> Phil, who, of course, you know as Phil Brooks, that's CM Punk's real name, came, and it was a blessing. We had another actor, not a wrestler, except for the role of Ricky Rabies. The scheduling-wise, it didn't end up working out. All of a sudden, we got CM Punk on the show. I got to train with him a bit. Phil was so great in and out of the ring that we ended up, ended up, ended up, ended up bringing him back for the finale. Ricky Rabies and Jack Spade shared... Some bonding moments, mostly with Phil on the toilet, but it still counts. On the rumors, Punk is in talks with AEW. Emil says, I don't want to betray stuff that I have talked about with Phil. I've actually texted him when all this stuff broke like you coming back. He sent me back a photo of a cat shrugging. As a general rule, anything in the world of pro wrestling that is going to piss Vince McMahon off and get his competitive juices flowing is probably good for business. The one thing I know is for sure is that Phil can still go. He's in great shape. I would love to see those guys in AEW, WWE, Phil versus Triple H. You name it, it'd be great. Of course, you can, you can of course, uh, if you have a way to listen to that Bustin' Open Radio, you can, of course, check out uh, <clears throat> the interview they did with the stars of the TV show Heels, which is supposed to be coming out on the 15th of next month. Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story today as Mark Henry doesn't want to know in advance if CM Punk or Daniel Bryan join up with AEW. Mark Henry would love to see CM Punk and or Daniel Bryan join AEW, but he doesn't want to know in advance if they do. Henry spoke with TV Insider for a new interview and was asked about reports that Bryan, the reports that Bryan has signed with the company and that Punk is in talks for a return. Henry said, I think it's amazing if it happens. As a fan, I want to see it, but I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Let me find out like the fans so I can just react like the fans. I'm not the gossipy type. I won't walk around the log room trying to get gossip. I don't want that. 
I do think either gentleman or both gentlemen would be groundbreakers. They would be able to do something AEW like when Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart went to WCW from WWE. It would be a positive step. It's not like we have to have an AEW, but they would love. They would be welcome additions. Tony Khan has declined to comment on the reports of, as of this time. Henry was also asked about the difference between AEW Dynamite and the upcoming AEW Rampage, which he will be a commentator for. Henry says, I can tell you right now, there's going to be a lot more humor in the commentating. You know that as far as the show, AEW speaks for itself as a brand. You know what you're going to get with that excitement, the athleticism. We will make sure it's more deliberate and shocking to the system. I think that AEW has already done that. My job is not to change anything. I'm just not going to some of the dust off of making a prettier picture. The business has never been better here. Every day it surges forward. We'll definitely be looking out for that when that starts up here soon as well. <clears throat> Jeffrey Harris posted this story with some various news. As Miro unboxes his own AEW action figure, also New Japan on Pro Wrestling on Roku Preview, and also a meet and greet for, for uh, Kenta. Uh, Ringside Collectibles released a video of TNT champion Miro unboxing his new AEW action figure. Of course, you can check out the video, of course, right here of him doing so. The figure is part of the AEW Unmatched Series 1 collection. Of course, that uh, that that is let's see here. That's off of the Ringside Collectibles uh, uh, YouTube channel. If you want to check it out, but we will. The video is right here, so we will post this video on the. Um, let's see. We'll post it in the AEW US page, so that way we can take a look at this. Take a take a look at him uh, opening, checking out this figure. It looks pretty darn good from the pictures I've seen here. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling has released a preview for this week's, this week's episode of New Japan Pro Wrestling on Roku, which debuts Thursday, July 29th, which is tomorrow uh, evening at 5 o'clock. This week's episode features part of the World Tag League 2020. You can check out the preview video, of course, right here. We will post this in the NJPWS uh, Facebook page if you wish to, of course, check that out. Also, New Japan Pro Wrestling released a video of, of a virtual meet and greet with Kenta. Of course, this page is on, is on right here uh, here as well. We will also post this in the New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling, in the NJPWS uh, Facebook page here as well. So everyone can take a, take a good look, of course, at that. Uh, this just coming in, Jeremy Thomas posted this story. As Hiroshi Tanahashi issues a challenge for the IWGP United States title on AEW's Fight for the Fallen. New Japan Pro Wrestling's Hiroshi Tanahashi appeared on this week's Fight for the Fallen episode of AEW Dynamite to lay down a challenge for the IWGP US title. Tanahashi appeared on tonight's show via a video to challenge the winner of tonight's match between champion Lance Archer and challenger Hukulo for the title. No date for the match has been revealed as of yet. AEW posted on their Twitter account, a new challenger has emerged at NJPW 1972 Ace Hiroshi Tanahashi at Tanahashi1100 will challenge the winner of tonight's hashtag IWGPUS title match between at Lance Hoyt and 
at Hiku underscore Leo, at NJPW Global, at NJPW World, at NJPW 1972. So, like I said, folks, we'll have to see, of course, how that will all pan out. But Tanahashi, of course, now wanting to go after it, that's going to be big. Uh, let's see. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> One other, uh, Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story here. As we have this week's official AEW rankings, a new number one women's contender, also and also Santana and Ortiz break the top five. The latest official AEW rankings are out, and there's a new number one contender to Dr. Britt Baker. Baker's women's title, AEW, released the latest official rankings this week. Of course, you can see in full right here on this page. The women's division saw Thunder Rosa move up a spot to number one after Baker defeated the Baker defeated the previous number one contender in Nyla Rose. Rose fell out of the top five, which allowed Rosa, Tay Conti, Chris Statlander, and Hikaru Shida each move up a spot. The new number five ranked woman is Red Velvet, who was not ranked last week. The men's rankings stayed identical to last week with Hangman Page leading the way. He's followed by Jungle Boy, Christian Cage, Darby Allen, and Orange Cassidy. Meanwhile, the top five tag teams saw A.D. Kingston and Penta L0M slip out of the top five, which made way for both Private Party and FTR to move up a spot to number three and four, respectively. Santana and Ortiz returned to the top five to fill the void left by Kingston and Penta. <clears throat> Here is, of course, the men's division rankings. AEW World Champion Kenny Omega, 6-0 this year, 47-12 overall. AEW TNT champion is Miro, 9-0 in 2021, 16-1 overall. Number one is still, like we said, Hangman Page, 11-1 in 2021, 43-14 overall. They are still, is still number one. Number two is Jungle Boy, still number two, uh, but he is 13-2 this year, 53-28-1 overall. Number three is Christian Cage, 5-0 this year. 6-0 overall. Number four is Darby Allen, 13-2 this year, 36-15-1 overall. And number five is Orange Cassidy, 12-1-1 this year, 33-11-2 overall. The women's division, the current AEW women's champion, who really does not deserve the championship, Dr. Dr. <clears throat> uh, Dr. Tiny Boot Baker, DMD, 12 and 1 this year, 30 and 14 overall. Number one contender, like I said, now Thunder Rosa, 20 and 2 this year, 26 and 5 overall. She was number two last week. Number three is Tay Conti, 19 and 3 this uh, this year, 28 and 6 overall. Last week she was number three. Number three is Chris Statlander, moving up here, 10 and 0 this year. 20 and 9 overall. She was ranked number four last week. Number four, Hikaru Shida, 9 and 1 this year, 43 and 9 overall. She was number five last week. And number five is Red Velvet, third, uh, I'm sorry, 12 and 2 this year, 27 and 15 overall. She was not rated last week. And the tag team division, the current, the current tag team champions are the young douchebags, um, 9 and 1 this year. Number one is the Varsity Blonde, 16 and 4 this year. Uh, still, number, of course, still number one right. Number two is the Acclaim, 14 and 3 this year. They were number two last week. Number three is Private Party, 7 and 1 overall. Uh, 
and I'm in seven and one this year, I should say. Number fourth last number four last week. Number four is FTR five and zero oh this year. Last week they were number five, and number five is the team of Santana and Ortiz five and two this year. Last week they were not rated. Our next story right here, folks. <clears throat> Jeffrey Harris posted this story as Carmella addresses a wardrobe malfunction from WWE house from a WWE house show. Boy. As noted, Bianca Belair defended her SmackDown Women's title against Carmella last Sunday at the WWE Super Show event in Louisville, Kentucky. Unfortunately for Carmella, she dealt with a wardrobe malfunction during the match. A live video from the house show seized the back of Carmella's top, come undone, so she had to keep it covered while she continued the match. Carmella still finished the match despite despite the wardrobe malfunction. Of course, the clip is down here on this page if you want to see it, when Belair pinned her with a roll-up. Carmella later commented on the wardrobe malfunction on Twitter. She wrote, y'all wish, and she had an emoji of a bikini. Uh, Hannibal um, at Devin Hannibal posted a, twi- a Twitter uh, yesterday. Carmella wardrobe malfunction at WWE house show, and then Carmella, uh, like we said, posted posted on Twitter. Uh, I believe this was on Monday. She said, "Y'all wish," and like I said, she had a little emoji of a bikini. So, well, of course, yeah, we got to see the ball. Jeffrey Harris posted this story today. Our last story right here, back, a backstage update on CM Punk to AEW rumors when uh, when AEW actually started uh, pursuing Punk again. Excuse me for just, just one second. about that anyway the back backstage update on cm punk to AEW rumors when AEW started pursuing cm punk again uh, this story was posted by jeffrey harris fightful select has an update on the rumors of cm punk being in talks assigned with AEW, which began last week according to the latest update sources indicate that there have been consideration and interest on AEW's part for bringing in cm punk since last year it's unknown if formal conversations between punk and AEW began at that time <clears throat> However, company higher-ups had openly mentioned the idea of him coming in at some point about two months ago. Talent on the roster hadn't heard about Punk possibly coming in when they asked around regarding the subject. Additionally, Punk has been a hot topic of conversation backstage in AEW over the past week. More specifically, it was those who have not worked with him in the past have been asking others about how he is to work with. AEW had made attempts to bring in Punk in the past, in April 2019, CM Punk spoke about receiving a general offer from AEW at one point. So there you have it right there, folks, with, of course, um, that is, a, <clears throat> that is of course, what all we got for the time being, of course, as far as,
Great. Of course, I'd like to thank 411 Mania for, of course, those stories here this evening. Of course, we also give kudos to our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice. Of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. They're bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, nor have we never tried to do so in the past six years. Now, of course, let's see what John has here in the wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here, of course, here for today. And hopefully we'll be hearing from J.D. probably in the next 30 minutes. Right now, to my understanding, he's actually had to take a little bit of a nap. He actually had to strip down for that there as well because he was burning up. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Pasty white. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on this date in 1995. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. Jeez. Okay. On this day, 1995, in Middletown, New York, Eddie Guerrero regained the ECW World TV title with a victory over Dean Malenko. Also on the same show, the Steiner Brothers made their ECW debut. On this day, 1997, Alex Wright defeated Chris Jericho to pick up the WCW Cruiserweight title from Charleston, West Virginia on WCW WCW, uh, Monday Nitro. On this day, in 2003, Molly Holly defeats Gail Kim to win the WWE Women's title. Also, on that same night, Shane McMahon makes his return to Raw to confront Kane. On his day in 2007, legendary wrestler Carl Gotch sadly passed away at the age of 82 in Tampa, Florida. On his day in 2008, WWE's Saturday Night's Main Event takes place at the Verizon Center in Washington, D.C. In the main event, Edge defeated Jeff Hardy, and also on that same show on, on, same show on Raw, Mike Adamley is named as, the, as Raw General Manager, and... The first WWE presented under the TV PG audience rating. On his day in 2010, Dolph Ziggler defeated Kofi Kingston at a SmackDown taping in Laredo, Texas to win the Intercontinental title. Today is a happy 23rd birthday to Zia Lee. Also happy 28th birthday to Noam Dar. Today is a happy 58th birthday to Linus Asuka. Not the Asuka we know today, but Linus Asuka was a part of the 1995 Survivor Series elimination match in the WWF. Today would have been the 87th birthday of Mr. Wrestling Tim Woods. Sadly, he passed away in 2002. Today also would have been the 80th birthday of Baron Mikhail Scaluna. Here is, of course, some pop culture history and birthdays. On this day in 1821, Peru declares its independence from Spain. On this day in 1864, a second day of battle at Deep Bottom Run in Virginia. Of course, J.D.'s bomb doesn't go that deep, really, to be honest with you. On his day in 1896, the city of Miami is incorporated. On his day in 1900, the hamburger was created by Louis Louis Lassing in Connecticut. Of course, J.D. Wynn ordered about 10,000 of them the minute he heard that they were invented. But then, ching, okay. On his day in 1915, under orders from President Woodrow Wilson, U.S. Marines go ashore to Haiti. Of course, this will lead to an occupation until 1934. On this date, 1931, Mad Dog Call allegedly participates in a kidnapping attempt that results in the shooting death of a child, which earns him the nickname Mad Dog. On this date, 1933, the NFL divides into five team divisions. On this date, 1943, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt 
announces the end of coffee, of coffee rationing in the United States. So that means JD does not have to go save up all that coffee that he's been doing here for quite some time here. He can go share it with other people. As, of course, if he wants to, of course, go on a caffeine run. Hey! Okay. <clears throat> and, uh, anyway, on this day in 1951, Walt Disney's animated musical Alice in Wonderland, uh, which is actually starring JD and Justin Lewis Fleming, is released. <laughs> okay. Uh, Justin played the part of the White Rabbit. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> JD played a part of the Queen of Hearts. <laughs> I know, I'm joking. Okay, stupid. I know. On this day in 1954, the movie On the Waterfront, directed by Ila Kazan, starring Marlon Brando, is released. It wins the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1955. On this day in 1957, Jerry Lee Lewis makes his first TV appearance. Where he showed off his great balls of fire. Uh oh. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that was even bad. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. I was say 1960, the U.S. Republican National Convention selects Richard Nixon as his candidate. Of course, that's the first time we heard him say, "I am not a cook." I was say 1965, Lyndon B. Johnson sends 50,000 more soldiers to Vietnam. I was say 1976, an 8.2 magnitude earthquake kills over 240 people in northern China. It's the largest loss of life from an earthquake in the 20th century. On say 1978, at an old-timers game, it's announced that Billy Martin will once again manage the New York Yankees. On say 1984, the 23rd Modern Olympic Games are open in Los Angeles. On say 1986, NASA releases transcripts from the Doom Challenger as pilot Michael Smith could be heard saying, uh-oh, as, space, as the spacecraft disintegrated. On say 1989, Dale Murphy of the Braves hits two th- three-run home runs in an inning, 14th man to hit two home runs in an inning, also ties record of six RBIs in an inning. On say 1990, a blackout hits Chicago. On say 1991, Des Martinez pitches the, a 13th perfect game in baseball history. On say 1992, the groundbreaking of Florida, the uh, of the of this um, <clears throat> of the Florida Marlins 7,500 seat at 7,500 seat uh, the state stadium for their spring training. I want to say 1993, Ken Griffey Jr. is third to hit home runs in eight straight games. On his date, 1994, the baseball players decide to strike on August 12th of 94. The last steel beam is placed on Cleveland's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Texas Rangers pitcher Kenny Rogers. Not the singer, but the pitcher. Throws the only perfect game in franchise history against the California Angels. On his date, 1996, Daryl Strawberry hits his 300th home run. Of course, his cousin, J.D. Raspberry, would actually foul out. (laughs) Okay. On his date in 2018, the longest blood moon eclipse of the 21st century, as it lasts an hour and 43 minutes. I want to say a happy 57th birthday to former criminal, and I mean, no, and of course, John means no disrespect. Also, of course, she was part of the TV show Full House, Lori Laughlin. Today would have been the 92nd birthday of the wife and widow of JFK, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. JFK's wife was a witness to the shooting of what happened on November 22, 1963, when Lee Harvey Oswald fatally shot the president. Onassis suffered an illness in the early 90s when she participated in a fox hunt. In Middleburg, Virginia, in November 1993, Middleburg is only John says Middleburg is 41 minutes away from where he lives. 
In December, she was diagnosed with cancer. She made her last trip home from New York Hospital Cornell Medical Center on May 18, 1994, and she died at the age of 64 in her Manhattan apartment. She was interred at Arlington National Cemetery in Arlington, Virginia, alongside President John F. Kennedy. Happy 52nd birthday to UFC, uh, UFC President Dana White. WWE's Total Divas was pre- premiered on this date in 2013. Of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, that's the first time JD knows that he had an erection. <laughs> okay, no, I'm joking. Uh, the movie Robin Hood Men in Tights was released on this date in 1993. One heck of a movie, and we've got that movie posted. In the WCWS movie channel page, if anybody wants to go on there and look at it, it's not, it's still available. So <clears throat> definitely go check that out. I want to say in 2002, Bill Elliott wins the race at Pocono. I want to say in 1996, Jeff Gordon wins the Die Hard 500 race. But that's not the only headline that happened during the race. In the 118th lap, lap the race was known for Dale Earnhardt Sr. crashing into the wall after Ernie Irvin. Clipped Sterling Marlin into Earnhardt, sending both cars into the wall, resulting in a pileup. Earnhardt ended up flipping on his side before being hit in the roof, but miraculously enough, Earnhardt walked out of the wreck despite having a broken stenum and was able to start the Brickyard 400 the following week. And John said, "That's all he's got. <clears throat> that's all John said. That's all he's got for tonight's uh, history uh, and birth uh, history and birthday report here as well." So, John, we thank you, of course, very much. <clears throat> so we thank you very much, of course, for, uh, uh, for that as well. And once again, we also want to thank 411 Mania for, of course, their Wrestling News and Views report here as well. 9.36 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. This is, like I said, Wednesday, July 28, 2021. This is episode number 1021 of WCWS Revolution. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, as well as, of course, uh, the human suplex machine, John Gross, here with you here, of course, here tonight. Uh, we have one person, of course, already here standing by. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Bring him in, of course, here, of course, to the table. He is, of course, the general manager of WCWS Fan Empire, of course, here on Facebook. He is <clears throat> he is also, of course, a multiple-time title holder in our, in our trivia championship series. <clears throat> including one half of the Trivia Gladiator Tag Team Champions alongside the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, as well as, of course, the current Impact US X Division Champion. He is, of course, uh, he is, of course, also uh, also provides, of course, on WWS Fan Empire additional wrestling uh, history and birthdays, and also every day, and also he provides additional pop culture history and birthdays. On WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade, of course, every single um, <clears throat> every single day, of course, here as well. <clears throat> of course, you also know him as the man with the golden voice because he's been known to sing a couple songs here and there from time to time here as well. He could probably put all those people on American Idol to shame. That's how good this guy is. Um, and I do really mean that, honestly. Uh, <clears throat> but... Uh, but uh, America doesn't have America may have talent, but this man has even more talent. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this man comes to comes to our show every night, dressed up like MC Hammer. He d- does a twist like Chubby Checker. As a matter 
as a matter of fact, he's stand up right now doing the moonwalk like Michael Jackson. Uh, but of course, he also kind of resembles uh, both uh, Lionel Richie and Arsenio Hall. Uh, kind of favors both of them, of course, exactly, because if you because if you because if you go up to him and all that, you can't help but doing, of course, a combination of both those gentlemen by saying simply this: "Hello." <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let us now welcome, of course, to episode 1021 of Revolution here, ladies and gentlemen, the soul man, mm-hmm. Justin Lewis Fleming. Justin, we welcome you, sir, of course, to the show. Thank you very much for being here with us here tonight. <clears throat> yeah, I voted. I, vote, I voted in um in my my other account. I voted for um vote. I voted voted in John's um Facebook page. Are you talking about the um? Um, are you talking about for the match that I set up? Uh, I, I, talking, I think it's um um a uh, for uh aw is his page. Oh, you talking about? Oh, you talking about his uh his prediction thing for, for the following? Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. 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 Well, keep in mind here, ladies and gentlemen, the human suplex machine John Gross has also has been kind of helping us out here a little bit. The match that I posted between John and JD for the NXT US Million Dollar Championship, he has shared that on his page. That is on there as well. So, But I still encourage everyone to, of course, to vote for this match because we still don't know why in the world the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page has lost the ability, no longer has the option of posting any more polls on her. I don't know why it's not working. So we're trying to get that work that we're trying to get that worked on right now. Unless Facebook has done something, unless apparently something's going on. I'm not sure what it is. They have done a lot of stuff with all with a lot of stuff I've done involving WCWS here in the past. I have no idea what the heck is going on with it. So uh <clears throat> so I mean, and John, what, what I was trying to tell you here earlier, like the other day, is that some uh, a lot of my other pages have the ability for me to post polls, but the, for some reason, the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page is not allowing me to post them. I don't know why it's not doing that. And Facebook does not have does not give me any reason why it's not doing it. So... Unless, of course, they come up with, I can't even post it on my smart, I can't even do it on, like, through my, uh, through my uh, Facebook uh, app. I don't know what's wrong with it. So, so in the future, I'll have to probably start doing these matches in this fashion. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this idea will work. Because, like I said, <clears throat> if I can't figure it out by at least by SummerSlam, I don't know if I'll be able to do a title challenge or not. So, I mean, we'll have to, we'll just have to figure out something here. So we'll have to definitely have to keep that in mind. Uh, gentlemen, of course, obviously the first topic here that I, I do have, I do have, of course, here as well, <clears throat> is that can ju- can Justin walk around with no pants on? I have no idea. No, I'm just picking. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
John, Justin, I would like to get your personal opinions about anything that you might have noticed, anything that kind of stood out for you as far as last night's edition of NXT. I'd like to get some thoughts in from both of you if I can, please. Yeah, I'm um, Dakota Kai um, turned on Raquel. Um, that was a shocker. Do you think that was it was eventually going to happen? I didn't. I didn't, I didn't expect that. You weren't you weren't expecting something like that. Oh, they were they're trying to call out their um their um Dakota, her and Raquel were trying to um call out women to challenge them. And bam, Raquel turns on I mean Dakota turns on. So this mean so is this so so do I, I think do they have this set for the is this gonna be at the next takeover that they're going to compete for that belt? I mean, is that, is, 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 is that is that what they're saying? Is that, is that when this match is supposed to happen? Because I heard something about that immediately, you know, that match was, was made. My question is, is that is that going to go down? I think, I think. Think so? Okay. Well, you don't have to keep muting it there, Justin. You can you can stick around here. You're the only one I have here right now. So I, mean, I have John on the chat on the chat on the chat box. So, but you're okay. You well, I was just uh, listen, um listening. I'm um, I'm listening to some music. So I don't want to oh. bother you. Oh no, you're not. You bothering me? No. No, but you're, you're right. you know, that's okay how you got it, so you're okay. Shama Lama Ding Dong. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you didn't, you didn't expect this to happen at all. No, I didn't. I mean, I've always, I've often thought, you know, that, right. Because I've often thought, you know, that you know, I thought it was supposed to be Dakota Kai. It was supposed to be one of those. It was supposed to be one of the next ones to possibly go after. I thought Raquel Gonzalez was backing her up, but apparently, for some odd reason, Raquel Gonzalez was shifted ahead of her a little bit. And so, I think probably this. I think this probably got too much for Dakota to handle, and so obviously, probably I guess she acted the way she did. What was your take here? Now, I heard something about that Samoa Joe has been granted a return to the ring to face Karrion Cross. What do you think about this? This is a shocker. I, uh, yeah, I heard, heard about that, too. I'm, mm. I'm shocked, very shocked, shocked that um, Samoa Joe was coming, um, coming back to the ring. Do we expect to see some? Do we expect to see a good match here between these two? 
We will. Yep. Okay. Good point of view here. Uh, let's see. Uh, John, uh, have you? do you have any thoughts here about NXT? see here I wanted to also mention something here if anyone has ever heard of the um, uh, I guess it's a Facebook page entitled the official botchamania fan page I don't know if anyone's heard about this one on Facebook um, apparently uh, someone posted a picture from this week's raw the picture of Lashley but someone pictured the but on the right-hand side, there's a picture of someone holding a sign that said that Goldberg is covered by AARP. I said, oh. What? Well, this is this is probably leaning on towards what Goldberg is, I mean, what Lashley has been saying, that he didn't want to face an old man. I mean, Goldberg, despite his age, I mean, Keep in mind, he came back five years ago looking just like he does now. And in one minute and 20-some seconds, he defeated Brock Lesnar. And you see, here's, the, here's one thing that's got me about this. Think about this for a second. A lot of people have often said that they wanted to see Lashley face Brock. Okay, I get that. But here's the other side of the coin. Brock has not... Has, I mean, with all respect to those who are Brock Lesnar fans, I mean, he's he's a dynamite competitor, and I'm not saying anything, saying, saying, I'm not dropping anything down on Brock. But the thing about it is, Brock has not had the balls to step up and say that he's going to come, going to do anything at all, especially like I said, if if he had anybody actually challenging him to a match, say like someone with the caliber of Bobby Lashley. Yes, I would like to see that. But guess, but guess who has stepped up to the plate? Goldberg has. So you got to give Goldberg the benefit of the doubt here. You know, Goldberg is, like I said, is just as tough as Brock is. So I don't see, I don't see what to be the, I don't see what the point of it here is. My nephew sent, tagged me in this and showed me this. And I responded back to him by saying pretty much, and some people may agree with me. Some people may not agree with me on this. And you know what? Whatever they want to say is obviously fine. And I was simply telling my nephew this. Goldberg will bust Lashley up at SummerSlam. That match is going to happen. I don't give a darn how many times Lashley will continue to say that he's not going to wrestle, uh, compete against Goldberg. It's going to go down. And Goldberg, because he knows Goldberg is going to kick his hind end. We all know that. That's why he doesn't want to face him. Think about that. Lashley is the biggest. I mean, I mean, you know, seriously. Lashley, coward. Coward. Lashley is the biggest coward. Exactly. Is the biggest coward right now in the history of wrestling. I mean, he's afraid 
that he has found somebody that, that can take that belt away from him. That's why he's denying it. Just like what I think here on the other side of the coin, thinking that that the reason why Roman is denying John Cena, because he knows Cena can do the same thing to him. Roman knows that, and that's why he doesn't want to prove any he doesn't want anyone to be proven right about it. He wants to deny everybody that opportunity to see that. Now, like I said before, we're just going to have to simply wait and see here. We're just going to have to wait and see, of course, obviously, what, what goes down. But I still say that in the situation involving the universal title, you got two guys they're going after Roman. You got John Cena, and you got now you got Finn Balor thrown into the mix. Why? Because Finn Balor never lost that championship. And this has been a long overdue storyline that they need to go ahead and get cleared up. And they've waited till now to try to do something about it. I say you kill two birds with one stone. You make that match a triple threat. If Roman wants to prove that he that he's one of the best out there today. Then you let him face both Cena and Finn Balor at the same time. Let's see that. You know what I mean? I'd like to see that. I'd see it. You know. You know. I like. I like. I like. I like for Roman to to prove it to the world that he can stand up to to two, you know, you know, competitors like I said who have been in this business longer than he has. I mean, Finn Balor's been all over the place. We all know that, right? All over the world, right? He's been in Japan. He's been overseas. He's been he's been in Japan. I'm sure he's been in Mexico. He's probably been in Canada. He's probably been, of course, obviously in England and Ireland and all that. So he knows the lineup all there, right? Okay. Cena, like I said, he gets it. You know, he'll beat Flair's record and he'll be a 17-time world champion. Cena said that was not the reason why he came back. He said the reason why is because somebody, te- technically he was sent, telling everybody that somebody needed to shut Roman Reigns up. That is what's going on right with that right now. And, and, and you know what? Like I said, some people may not, still may not like John Cena to this day like they didn't like him before he left to go making movies and all that stuff. But you know what? At least Cena, Cena is telling the truth right now. That's what everybody wants to see happen. Everybody wants to see somebody shut Roman Reigns up. And if it takes two people to do it, you know what? Let them do it. You know what I mean? Because that right there, if WWE really wants a blockbuster of a SummerSlam, that's how you got to do it. Do at least one of those matches a triple threat. You got two guys gunning for it. Kill two birds with one stone here. For Pete's right. for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Why not? But is WWE yeah. going to do that? Yeah. No, they're not. They're going to choose one or the other. You'll say, well, should we let Cena get 17 title wins? Or should we let the finish the storyline with Finn Balor and say Finn take the belt off of Roman? And that way Finn can go ahead and, you know, go off and do what he didn't get a chance to do the first time he held that belt. And that is, of course, defended against all comers and all that stuff. 
<coughs> that's probably how they're going to do because they're going to think, oh, that's best for business. Now, what's best for business is, like I said, you got two prime players gunning for the same thing. You need to put all three of them in the ring at the same time. Three, you and, and Justin, listen to this. Three different styles of wrestling is represented here. I mean, am right. I right? All three super Roman, right. Cena, and Balor have <coughs> have three different style, three unique styles uh, how how they wrestle. Bring them all into play here. One of them will prevail. So, something has got to give here. And WWE has got less than a month before SummerSlam happens. They're going to have to make up their minds and do something. Because right now, there is nothing etched in stone right now. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because your two prime title holders are denying guys that are stepping up to the plate and say, hey, take me on that. WWE needed this fresh start. Granted, Against, like I said, some a couple, a couple of them are seasoned veterans for crying out loud. Yes, I, I, I grant you that. But like I said, you know, at least give them that opportunity. You know what I mean? Right. Or if, like I said before, say, say before, if Cena, if, if, like I said, if they did this thing as a triple threat, say if Cena won it. Cena could go back and go make movies and all that, and he may decide to possibly still, on occasion, still come in and wrestle. But technically, like I said, he would still be considered a 17-time world champion. And he would, and and like I said, obviously for the time being, that he could come back whenever the time is right. I mean, he wouldn't do a Brock Lesnar thing and, and go and leave with it for crying out loud. He wouldn't dare do that. Cena's not that type of, it's not that type of superstar. He's not that blame arrogant. I mean, granted, he's doing like what The Rock and Batista and all them are doing is they're making movies. Yes, I get that part. But you know, at least like I said, regardless if Balor is able to redeem himself and get back the Universal Title that he never lost, or if Cena gets that 17th title win. Either way, the important thing about that here is this. The important thing about this that is this. The belt will be off of Roman Reigns. And you know what? Guess what? Keep it off of Roman for a while. You know what I mean? Let him worry about something else. Or at least, like I said, you know, you know, because he's going to be doing like the NWO thing, and eventually his little stable he's got going on with Heyman and the Usos is probably going to start crumbling after he loses that belt anyway. If you want to call that a stable, I call it nothing more than a blame joke. That's all I call it. But you know what I mean. <clears throat> but let but but give but like I said before, we need a breath of fresh air here. And this I and I said this. The other week about the Raw women's title thing, you know, Nikki Cross provided that breath of fresh air when she, like, she got the belt after she cashed in her briefcase and not Rhea Ripley and not Charlotte. Yet for some odd reason, Rhea and Charlotte 
are still lingering to go after it. And Charlotte, unfortunately, got it, you know, this past Monday. For some reason, Charlotte is apparently not does not seem to be done with this belt. And she needs to be. I mean, I'm glad, I mean, even though that, yes, while it's sad that Bailey is hurt and all that, I'm glad for the time being, she's not in the SmackDown women's title picture right now. And they need to stop doing the thing with Carmella. You know what I mean? They need to, like I said, they need to provide a fresh start. They need to give it to some, give the opportunity to someone that would be very worthy. There's a lot of female competitors right now who have either had haven't been a while since they haven't had the belt, or have never held that belt before that deserve that opportunity. Just like with the AEW women's belt, okay? Someone needs to get it off of Britt Baker. Britt Baker did not earn that shot, did not earn that win. My personal point of view. And yeah, yeah, and, simply, and right now, simply just because she happens to have, you know, uh, you know, um, let me see, uh, um, the the guy from the Karate Kid on her side, just because she has him in her corner, does not necessarily mean it's gonna it's going to it's going to help matters any. She's got now a new number one challenger in Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa will tell her tear her apart. I just read the rankings. Right. I mean, keep in mind that the, the, keep in mind that all these ladies are moving up. Red Velvet is now back is on the list now. Now the Rose is off of it. And keep in, keep in mind about Thunder Rosa is will be next up in line. Tay Conti is not too far. Chris Statlander, who I have been saying, I have been saying that if anyone deserves. <clears throat> a shot at that belt or deserves a chance to hold it is Chris Statlander. I am behind Chris Statlander when it comes to the women in AEW. Okay? All the female competitors there are great. But Statlander is one of the is by far one of the best. If anyone deserves that opportunity, I'm not taking anything away from Rosa. I hope like I said, Rosa would Rosa kicks tail too. I hope she does take that belt off of Baker. But if she can't and if Tay Conti can't, Statlander's going to be next in line to go for it. And Statlander will bust Baker up. That's all i got to say about it. See, I love it when I get worked up and talk about this, you know, because I, because we're telling the truth here. No one wants to seem to listen to the truth. They want, they want to let everyone listen to their truth, not what the actual truth is. I mean... Everyone, if everyone hopefully gets what, if, if everyone gets, of course, obviously, <clears throat> if everyone gets what I am saying. Uh-huh. I would agree. <clears throat> but, uh, but, but, like I said. You know, and I say this, I aim this towards WWE and AEW both right now, okay? Vince, Tony, listen to what I got to say here. You have got, both companies have got some of the best prime talent in the world of wrestling right now. And yes, 
I say wrestling. I don't say sports entertainment. I say professional wrestling because that's what it is. They're not doing ballet. They're not doing, you know, they're not singing, whatever. They are fighting. And like I said, you got the you got these folks that can t- that train very very hard every day in order to get to that point, you know, to be ready for that. You know what I mean? They need that up. Op- they they deserve that opportunity. They work very hard to get it. They deserve to have the shot. Take it from take it from a longtime wrestling fan right here. And we've got ones who have been a wrestling fan for about the same amount of time that I have. They can say would say the same thing. I know John, you and Justin, you know, may not have have or have been big wrestling fans, maybe not as long as myself or say Gerard or JD or Michelle or whatever. But granted. At least you can appreciate the fact that, you know, <clears throat> that you got to have all these elements to be successful. And like I said, at least a lot of these superstars out there today still respect what all these superstars of the past have done. And they try to immortalize and idolize that by, by doing some of that great action. And of course, like I said, you know, you know, a no AEW, NWA, Major League Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Impact, uh, <clears throat> um, you know they're all they're all they're all like I said knocking on WWE's door right now, and so who and Vince Burby making sure that he, you know, be he he's ready to answer that door at a moment's notice because if he's not. You know, like I said, some of those superstars that Vince has, they may be going down looking for somebody else. You never know. But we'll just have to wait and see, of course, uh, with what happens here. 1605-562-0444, caller ID 138-055-POUND. This is episode number 1021 of WWS Revolution. This is, of course, Wednesday, July 28, 2021. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, was the... Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, here with you here, of course, right here tonight. Uh, hopefully, at some point here next little bit, we'll be hoping to hear from the Iceman, Jared Drombo. Hopefully, we may hear from some more folks here as well. We also, <clears throat> excuse me, we also, ladies and gentlemen, wanted to, of course, send our, continue to send our best wishes to our comrade, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel. Him and his him and his family both, of course, are enjoying, of course, a well-deserved vacation, of course, out there in Hawaii, uh, <clears throat> and I hope, of course, they are still safe, and um, and hopefully we can't wait to hear from them, of course, here coming up here around the beginning of next month. So kudos to Mitt and his family as well, and of course, pray for their safe uh, safe return, of course, back to Georgia. So. Definitely, of course, keep that. Let's keep Mitt and his family in our thoughts and prayers, please. Coming up here tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Coming up here tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, here in the radio network. I was informed. Now, I'll have to get some more confirmation on this. But I was informed by the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, earlier today 
that the loose cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas is possibly going to be doing a special edition of WCWS Wrestling Revisited. Unfortunately, he did not get an opportunity to do. <clears throat> he did not get an opportunity to, of course, uh, do that this past Tuesday. Um, but he will be doing a special edition of that at 5:30. So be sure to listen in on that 139-926-pound. Of course, like it says, uh, t- checking out some classic and current wrestling moments. And, of course, talking about, I'm sure, everything that's happened, of course, on Raw, on NXT, of course, obviously, AEW, Impact, so forth. Be sure to listen in on all that, of course, at 530. Also, uh, <clears throat> also let's see. Um, now, also, also, of course, um, ladies and gentlemen, we are we are we do have wrestling debate scheduled as well at uh, 7:30, pound. Uh, we'll have to get some more confirmation on this as well um, to see if Shaq is going to be able to do this show here. Uh, there's also been some 139.925 pound. By the way, be sure to listen in on that. There has been some talks, some possibilities of a possible special edition of Sports Machine, although I have not yet been able to confirm that yet. Um, I will, of course, try to get back with both JD and Shaq and see what they're having to say about that. But we will let you know about that. Uh, as far as I know, I think they're supposed to still air Sports Machine as um, as scheduled, of course, Friday afternoon. But we'll definitely double check and let you know if anything does change. <clears throat> but in the meantime, here, folks, uh, don't forget to check out. I believe it's episode number three hundred and fourteen or three hundred and fifteen of NWO Wolfpack, of course, tomorrow night, 138-521-POUND, of course, news and views, history and birthdays. We will also, of course, talk about what happened tonight here on the fight for the following edition of AEW, give our thoughts and opinions about that. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we will, of course, continue to talk about a lot of things going on here in the world of wrestling. We'll try to also get some, address some stuff as far as, of course, uh, tomorrow night's edition of Impact is concerned as well. And some other, of course, big-time topics, so be sure to listen in on all that. Coming up here tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, 138-521-POUND. Of course, part of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. And we will keep you up to date here on some of these changes. We do believe that there will be a special edition of Wrestling Revisited tomorrow. Uh, Sports Machine, I'm not 100% certain about it. But we will get some more confirmation on that. And, of course, keep everybody apprised of this as best as we possibly can, at least sometime before tomorrow. So be sure to, of course, listen in, of course, on all that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us check and see if we have any updates at all on the uh, Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page. As far as the, um, of course, the match here between, uh, as far as the, um, Um, as far as, of course, the match here for the NXT US Million Dollar Championship, of course, as John is putting up that title against, the against of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. Uh, let's see if what we have right here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> 
Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, I think so far we have we have one. I think so far officially we have one vote in. There were several, of course, comments made here. Obviously, of course, between John and the cowboy Clinton James Smith on here, but there has been one. It sounds it looks like to me there's been one vote made, and that vote so far has gone towards JD. So I. I'm, I'm still kind of hoping a lot of people get the idea about how I'm trying to do this. So if anyone gets an opportunity to, of course, um, anyone does get an opportunity to, of course, vote for this, vote for, the, for this match. Try to, like I said, you have until, of course, before Revolution on Friday to, of course, to place your votes in for this. And we are continuing our best to try to find out what's going on here with the poll option on the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page. And we're hoping... If we get that up and going here again very, very soon. I have, but I still have absolutely no idea at all uh, whatsoever. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but uh, we'll, of course, continue to let everyone know about this. And like I said, hopefully, like I said, we'll at least get several more votes in here. <clears throat> now, if this ends up being, like I said, one by only one vote, this is going to be kind of, it's not going to be, in a way, it's not going to be, it's not going to be 100% fair. Although I have been kind of considering doing something a little bit different here with this. Um But uh, unless, of course, I may have to start posting these. If I can do like a poll on another one of our Facebook pages, then maybe I can do it on another page. But right now, 100%, I'm not 100% certain if, in fact, if, in fact, I'll be able to do so or not. Uh, <clears throat> but until then, here, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going, I, I do have to, of course, continue to, uh, to do it in this fashion. So be sure, like I said, uh, <clears throat> so, but uh, continue to, like I said, get, try to get your votes in there to in there at least by, like I said, this Wednesday. I mean, I mean by this Friday. But keep in mind, of course, that you have to put your put the name of the individual that you that you would like to see, you know, that you would like to vote for. If it's for John, type John's name. If it's JD, type JD's name. I, mean, I don't know how much more I would be able to explain that. But like I said, I'm hoping everyone does get an opportunity to, of course, do this. Once again, I do also want to thank John for, of course, um, for, for, of course, obviously, um, for sharing that on his page. I do greatly appreciate that. That, that, that does, of course, help out as well.
Well, let's see here. <clears throat> hmm. Well, like I said, we're like I said, we're kind of still kind of hoping to hear from the Iceman Jared D. Geralmo. Uh, apparently, something I don't know if something is. Uh, If something has happened here or not, I'm not sure what the, what the deal is. But... Uh, um, I don't know if John, if you or Justin have been in contact with JD or not, <clears throat> but uh, we're hoping to, of course, have him on for the next little bit here because we. Uh... Okay, and John says he hasn't talked to him at all today. I mean, I talked to him once. He told me around ten o'clock he was going to be on, and here it is, quarter after. So, other than that, I'm not 100% sure what the, uh, I'm not sure what the heck is going on here with that. So, <clears throat> um, Let me see here. Mm. Well, while we continue to wait for to see if we hear anything from JD, let me see if I can try to find some of the results for tonight's uh, AEW show. Um, see if our friends at Bleacher Report actually have. Uh, I'm here. As a matter of fact, I think we just probably answered our own question here. Ladies and gentlemen, now get ready to come on the line here on episode number 1021 of Revolution. He's a three-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He is part of the broadcast team for both uh, WCWS Raw Radio on Monday afternoons, as well as, of course, Sports Machine on Friday afternoons. He's a multiple-time title holder in our Trivia Championship Series, and he's a man that tells it like it is here in WWS. And, of course, by doing so, he, he, he and also he does it proving to everybody that he does not have to wear a pair of pants in order to do the job. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, let us now welcome to episode number 1021, of course, of Revolution. It is, of course, the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo. J.D., we have been waiting and we have been concerned. Uh, as to where you have been. Uh, but uh, thank you for being here, of course, here with us. Um, obviously, of course, I know you probably have a few things, obviously. Of course, oh, too, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so, so, ladies and gentlemen, while I'm going to rest my voice here for just, a, for just a little bitty bit here, while myself, John, and Justin sits back and have ourselves a nice cold one to drink, Justin will have, obviously, will have water or something. John will probably have uh, something interesting to drink. I'll probably have a soft drink or a bottle of water myself. Um, and, of course, I'll, I'll, and of course uh, uh, Justin will have, of course, a hot lady sitting on his lap. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say I say that I say that with respect, Justin. You know that. Uh, no, no, anyway, I, I get it. Yeah. yeah, no problem. But hey, but like I said, we're all having fun here, so that's that's what we're all about here in the radio network. Uh, so let's go ahead here, and we're going to let JD, of course, sign off on a few things here, of course, here as well. Um, uh, so in the meantime here, I will sit back. We will all sit back and relax. And JD, please, my man, go ahead and sign off on a, lot, a couple of things I'm sure you'd like to get off the chest. Please go on and proceed. Oh, where to begin? Oh, where to begin? Where to begin? Let's talk about Fight for the Fallen tonight. That was held in all places. Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen City, if you will, no pun intended. And it was an interesting night of action. Of course, the first match of the evening was the 10-man tag involving the Dark Order and their good friend Hangman Page against the young bitch boy Bucks, the good bastard brothers, and of course... The guy who was wearing, of course, the Michael Jordan jersey, however, as he came out with the somewhat elite squad, copying them from Space Jam, if you will. The AEW World Heavyweight Champion, the cocky clown himself, clown shoes himself, Kenny Overrated Omega. And once again, Kenny and the Good Bars, along with their little boyfriend, dickhead dick sucker Don Callis, Pulled off a cheap fluke win, a three-on-one beatdown on Hangman Page, however. And once again, found a way to screw the Dark Order and Hangman Page. Gee, Kenny, how much uh, cock did you suck of Dawn's tonight? How much did your boyfriends, the Young Bucks, and the Good Brothers suck your dick tonight by getting a cheap win? That was absolutely a fluke. A fucking fluke, if you ask me. Well, guess what, Kenny? In about five weeks, bitch, you're going to find out what pain is going to be all about. Because you're not going to be needing your good boyfriends, the good bitch boy brothers. You're not going to need the bastard boys, the young bucks, the overrated moron Matt Jackson, and the overrated no-nonsense nebby-nosy Nick Jackson. Hell, you might want to have Don Callis, however, get on his hands and knees and suck your balls before you even go out there. Because guess what? In Chicago and all out, however, you will be sent into Lake Michigan basically hanging by a thread. And you'll be drowning in your own tears when it's all sent down when the hangman buckshots your sorry ass and throws you all around the city of Chicago and the Michigan Avenue and throughout the city. Because guess what? If you think you're going to leave all out still as the champion, that you've been champion for a long time and still survive in one piece, thanks to your boyfriends and your friends, however, including your two new cronies, your other two cronies, the somewhat overrated, uh, backstabbing little, uh, let's just say, bully, Brandon Cutler, and the moron meatball himself, Michael and Michael, Michael, no talent, Nakazawa. Think again. Heyman Page is going to take that bell off of yours and shove it where the sun doesn't shine. So yeah, enjoy your little cheap flint, however, that you got tonight with your boyfriends in Charlotte. But guess what? In five weeks, that's all going to change, bitch. You better realize and recognize that. Anyway... Continuing on. Up next, we had a celebration with Rat Boy Ricky Starks. And of course, his associate, however, if you will, however, who was out apparently tonight, the powerhouse himself, however, the somewhat pompous Will Hungry Boy Hobbs, however, who must have been eating two steaks, however, or eating all the meals and catering, possibly before the show, or who knows what he had. 
before, because apparently tonight we didn't see him on the show. And of course, Starks was with his buddy, however, and uh, associate, if you will, the somewhat uh, man who's been praising him over and over again, thanks to some help, however, and has been in his manager for a while now, however, the somewhat turd burglar himself, Taz, if you will. But, of course, Brian Cage, the beast, came out to confront Starks. But what did Starks do? Ran like a little rat, along with his little associate, however, the Kevin Federline douchebag, who still hasn't grown to settle balls, however, to even get in the ring and step and learn how to take bumps. And who am I talking about? Oh, yeah, the Kevin Federline clown himself, Hawk. Hawk, here's the thing, buddy. You're 16 or 17, or whatever how old you are. Why don't you just have your balls removed from your daddy's mouth and out your ass, and grow a set and get in the ring and fight, instead of being a lackey, mascot lackey stooge that you have been in Team Taz. Oh, that's right. You don't know how to fight, apparently. You just continue to be a total mascot cheerleader, rah, rah, rah guy for your little boyfriends, Rat Boy Ricky Starks, your daddy, and Powerhouse Hobbs, and acting like a total douchebag in the process. So, Tony Khan, here's the thing, and I'm sending you a message personally, and I hope you're listening to the sound of my voice. That's what I'm saying, because I am really pissed off about this. I've said this for weeks on end, and I'm going to continue to say this for weeks on end until someone does something right. Somebody better tell Taz to have his little boy, if you will, to grow a set of balls and get in the ring instead of being a mascot cheerleader for Team Taz. Because we've heard things, however, over the last several weeks, how he's been getting involved in matches, whether it be on Dark Elevation or AEW Dark Tuesday night, but not on Dark yet, except for a few times. So, Tony Khan, I hope you tell Taz to have his little boy, if you will, along with his little cronies, to grow a set of balls instead of having them suck his balls and out his backside and learn how to take bumps in the ring. Because if he doesn't, he's going to be continuing to what he's always been. And that is a punk-ass Kevin Federline, um, wife-beating, shirt-wearing, little bastard bitch. Anyway, up next, Hiroshi Tanahashi came out and said he will challenge the winner of the U.S. title match for later in the night between Lance Archer and King Haku's son. Which, by the way, I must say, very, very good match there. Very good match, and good to see uh, these two give it their all. This was entertaining. I enjoyed it. But the one thing that was surprising, we did not see Jake the Stink Roberts here tonight. The question was, where has Jake been the last couple weeks? I would like to know that myself, personally. Anyway, up next, we have FTR, of course, with, of course, thinking of turds, however, the somewhat little troublemaker Tully Blanchard taking on Santana and Ortiz with Conan. And as a result, however, surprisingly, FTR gets a cheap win, however, on, of course, Jericho's buddies, if you will, Santana, Ortiz, and Conan. Now, we understand, apparently, yes, Dax got hurt, however, somehow, some way. We're not sure how, but we will continue to watch this very carefully. We did hear, however, I guess he got uh, dinged pretty good, however, sometime in the match. We're not sure what exactly happened. Hopefully he's okay. But uh, once again, FTR and uh, Pinnacle pull off a pompous, arrogant victory, however, here in Charlotte, considering it's FTR's background. Then, of course, we go to a backstage segment, however, if you will, involving everyone's favorite AEW Women's Champion, the Charlotte Flair 2.0 of wrestling, Dr. Bitch Baker and her associate, Reba Rebel, whatever you want to call her this week. 
And she says that Nyla Rose has proven twice that she does, in fact, break pitches. But yet, Britt was still able to tap her ass out with a broken freaking wrist. Yeah, Britt, you had your stupid little associate rebel save your ass and your backside last week by pulling off a cheap win in your first title defense, bitch. And guess what? You say how we're all jealous, however, waiting for you to fail. Oh, yeah. Why don't you take some lessons from that little conniving clown, Charlotte Flair, your little buddy, however, who is just like you. A stupid, stuck-up bitch. You two both have something in common. You're both bitches. You're all you're bullies. You're also backstabbing everyone in the division, and you have no compassion for anyone. Well, guess what, Britt Baker? Didn't I see a couple months ago your punk ass get laid out by a certain woman by the name of Thunder Rosa? Are you afraid to face Thunder Rosa again? And take, make sure she takes away your, your precious AEW championship. Are you afraid to get in the ring with Serena Deep? Hell, are you afraid to even get in the ring with Hikurashita again? Seems like you are. Because tonight, once again, it just showed you had no, no, basically no balls to even get in the ring, however, whatsoever. Even though you're hurt, however, and defend your AEW Women's Championship. And, of course, what's going to happen next week? Once again, oh, yeah, that's right. You're not going to be fighting because, once again, you're a little hurt because you're a poor little wrist. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. Cry me a fucking river already. Seriously. Cry me an effing river. If you're a champion, hurt or not, depending on how bad the injury is, you have to suck it up and fight. And guess what? Did you do that tonight, Britt? Do you, are you going to do that next week? Apparently not. You're going to whine and continue to bitch and piss and moan and complain and say that everyone has it against you. Well, guess what? Keep dreaming on that, bitch. Keep dreaming on that. Because there's, like I said, three or four people coming for you. Whether it's Serena Deeb, whether it's my girl, the alien boop girl herself, Chris Allen, who definitely deserves a shot against you, or whether it's the one person that kicked your ass and you didn't acknowledge it, however, recognize it when you got your punk ass handed to you a few months back, and that was in the form of Miss Thunder Rosa. Hell, even Serena Deeb! will beat your sorry ass. So you better watch what you're saying there, Miss Bitch Dr. DMD Baker, which is saying for douchebag, douchebag, moron, disaster. Because guess what? You're walking into a disaster very soon. And you can hold that title all you want. You, and proclaim yourself the, you, you can proclaim yourself you're the queen all you want. If you think you have, everyone has it against you and everyone thinks no one can beat you. Well, guess what? I gave you four names that are coming for you. And they will come for you one way or another. So, Baker, the clock is running soon. And you can enjoy your reign for as long as you can. But guess what? At the end of the day, when it happens, and when that reign comes to an end, like I said last night about Charlotte Flair and recapping Raw, remember I told you so, people. Remember I told you so. And you will recognize what I said was right. And if you don't believe me, just try me. I dare you. Just Try me! Anyway, up next, we find out that Rampage is going to be in Chicago. And apparently, Darby was talking to Sting. With Sting. With Sting watching on. And Darby had a few things to say. Is this leading me to think that we're going to see Darby and CM Punk on Rampage in Chicago? How are we going to see them at all out? That has been the rumor, because apparently now they're saying that CM Punk is going to debut it all out. Now, what capacity? It could be the Hangman match involving Omega. So guess what, Kenny? Like I said before, even if you think, even if you think somehow, some way, 
You're going to pull out a cheap victory thanks to your good brothers and your little bitch friend Don Callis. There's one person that's going to be coming for your sorry ass in Chicago. And he could challenge you maybe that night. Hell, he could challenge you maybe three days later in Cincinnati and take away your title. But you better watch out. Not only is John Moxley going to be coming back for that belt and maybe again, but there are a couple other people who deserve another shot at going after you. And I'll tell you who those people are. Hangman Page. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who you got lucky with the first time and basically screwed over because of your little boyfriend saving your ass and saving your own ass, basically your front, however long with that little clown, however, as a manager you have as a mouthpiece, the overrated dickhead dick sucker who always blows on you every chance he gets in every show, Don Douchebag Callus, however. So you have four people right now that are coming for your ass. That's the hangman. That could be possibly CM Punk. That could be another person who was in our next match and who is doing quite well, actually, and getting a lot of praise and doing very well, however, and that is Captain Charisma himself, Christian. And that, of course, is also the man who you got lucky with the first time because you basically had your good brother save your ass along with freaking Michael Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler. And that's Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who definitely deserves, I think, a spot first in the top four, however, that deserves a rematch. But speaking of Christian, he was in our next match. Along with the Jurassic Express, of course, of Marco Stunt, Luchasaurus, and, of course, my man Jungle Boy Jack Perry, taking on Angelico and the private party of Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, and the moron himself, however, who thinks he's Gordon Gecko every week with the suits dressing up, thinking he's all that and then some. The, the overrated maggot himself, however, Matt Hardy. And as a result, Lucha Express and Christian Cage end up winning. But then afterward, we saw Blade take a cheap shot on Christian however, with brass knucks. Gee, where did we see this come from? Oh yeah, that's right. The Blade... The overrated bitch bunny, and of course the backstabbing little uh, bully himself, the uh, uh, the blade, the bunny, and uh, the the blade, the bunny, and of course, uh, like I said, uh, the butcher. However, think it's okay, however, while they have their mouse all over Matt Hardy and the whole family's compound by basically giving a rub a tug as well by basically pleasing their leader. However, with weapons, yeah, keep telling yourself that. Keep telling yourself, well, guess what, Blade? Next week, however, you can bring your little boyfriend and your little uh, teacher sensei to the ring to take on Christian and Jungle Boy Jeffrey. And guess what? Hopefully, you will be learning a lesson that you do not screw with Captain Christmas because Captain Christmas is going to show you, however, what clowns are all about. And yeah, you might have all the fun and laughing and you're laughing about it now that you busted open possibly Christian's jaw and maybe maybe bleed, however. And you thought you had the last laugh tonight because you used breast knocks. Well, guess what? Like I said, next week, however, Matt Hardy, you little maggot, along with your little boyfriends, the backstabbing bitch bunny, and the overrated uh, team that is known as the bullies of the blade and uh, the butcher and the blade, you're going to find out that Christian Cage is not there to play games. He's going to actually cripple you, hopefully, along with your little boyfriend. And then he's going to take, hopefully, your other associate, that overrated little backstabbing little broad, the bunny, and basically beat the living, ever-living crap out of her and basically show her that it's not okay to mess with uh, 
Christian Cage and his friends. But again, like I said, Matt, you thought you had the last laugh tonight with your boyfriends and the bunny who wasn't there tonight. Next week, the Jurassic Express of Captain Charisma, Jungle Boy, and yes, the very mean green, let's just say, Luchasaurus is there not to play games. They're ready to do some damage. And tonight they did pick up a short win against you guys, mind you. And it was a short match, however, but it was a decent match. Speaking of women, we just talked about Thunder Rose and Julia Hart. I think Julia Hart next time better be very careful, however, along with the varsity blonde, not to uh, try to uh, act all cocky and arrogant against her. That's all I'm just going to say about that. Now let's go to the main event. And all I can say is, oh my effing god about this one. This one was absolutely brutal. Brutal beyond words. And this should have opened the show tonight. I'm sorry. This should have been your opening match rather than your main event. I mean, Nick Gage absolutely was no nonsense tonight. You saw what he did, basically, busting Jericho open. Literally, at one point, however, mind you, basically, however, he was fleeing from referring to uh, Jericho, however, and at one point, however, Nick Gage used a pizza cutter, an actual pizza cutter, slicing, slicing the head of Jericho. And if that's not all, oh no, he wasn't done yet, no. He had a lit tube. And over and over again, smacked Jericho in the back with it. If that's not all, however, he also stabbed Jericho in the head repeatedly with a piece of the broken light tube. And also had basically broken light tube over his knee. But before all that was going on, we also saw one of the more unique spots of the night, which was absolutely insane. When Jericho did a, literally, I think it was, yeah, Hurricane Rana, however onto a plate of glass that he had actually set up to try to drive Jericho with. This was absolutely sadistic, barbaric, absolutely brutal beyond words. But at the end of the night, somehow, somebody, despite being busted open, bleeding, buckets, Jericho came through in the clinch. And of course, who wasn't happy, but Michelle's favorite person, and Mitt's favorite person. Yes, I'm talking about that scarf-wearing, gum-chewing, diamond-ring-wearing little moron maggot himself. Moron jackass faggot. Who once again shows that he has no balls or no scrot to get in the ring and face Jericho 101 and has to send out his lackeys to do his dirty work for him. But we find out that next week, phase number three is coming. And Jericho will be facing a person that we didn't think we would ever see in wrestling again, let alone hear from again. And who is it, you ask? Oh, please tell us, J.D. Who is it? It is the Juice Man himself. Yes, folks, I'm talking about former WCW and ECW and WWE competitor, Juventud Guerrera. Gee, I wonder how much uh, you had uh, have Hoobie suck your balls, MJF, uh, how much... Uh, Hoobie, you had to get out down your hands and knees and suck MJF's balls to be his little stooge for the week. Don't get me wrong, I respect you, and I've always respected you as a cruiserweight. But now, the stipulation is simple. Jericho, however, mind you, will have to pull off a move off the top rope next week in order to win. Wow! 
So tough there. What are you afraid of, MJF? Are you afraid to get your uh, balls stomped on? Like a little girl, you can scream like a little bitch in two weeks, hopefully. If not, it's freaking all out in Chicago. I mean, already Jericho's gone through your first two tests, however, albeit the first two have been very tough. Last week was definitely tough, however, because you had your little boyfriend, Sean Scumbag Spears, hit Jericho and over over the chair, but Jericho was not allowed to use the chair because you had to have your little boyfriend do your dirty work for you. And then tonight, you have a psycho-sadistic, no-nonsense, nasty Nick Gage literally beating Jericho within an inch of his life and busting himself in the process, too, however, a little bit, but making Jericho bust it open in the process and making Jericho barely survive that, however, by putting him through hell. What's the matter, MJF? Are you afraid that your boyfriends won't suck your dick for you? Are you afraid that your boyfriends won't rub and tug your balls along with your little coach boy, Tully Blanchard, the little turd burglar that he is? How will be disappointed if you, they, don't, if they don't perform up to your stance? Are you afraid that they'll disappoint you? Are you afraid to even get in the ring and show that you have no scrout like Kenny Omega? Well, guess what? Whatever this is said and done, you're going to find out. You're going to have no scrout. You're going to have no balls. Just like Kenny Omega. All you two are going to have one thing in common is, that is, you will have no penis, you'll have no dick. And you won't be rubbing and tugging each other's balls or dicks for that matter. You'll have a little vagina. Because at the end of the night, however, you'll be screaming and crying like a bunch of little girls. And you'll be wishing that you never, and I stress this word, never, ever, forget the names of Hangman Page. Again. And Chris Jericho. Again. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot put it any more succinctly than that. Guys, man, as I Bravo, have always Bravo. said, Thank you. As, always, as always said, as I have always said, the man tells it like it is. And this right here, of course, obviously is living proof. Of that fact, of course, right there. Holy crap. So I'm just looking at a big trade here. The Yankees apparently got Joey Gallo from the Rangers tonight, depending on medical review. I mean, we're going to talk about this tomorrow night, Howard, definitely on machine night two of the NBA draft. But uh, like I said, folks, uh, we talked a little bit about the trade deadline today. And, of course, we, uh, like I said, Howard, saw also today the Nats game postponed due to Four players and eight staffers test positive for COVID 19. Crazy. It's living proof why, of course, I think, I think everything started way too fast. My personal yep. point of view. But obviously, of course, they were pushing to try to get everyone back up to back up to a point here to where to try to get the country to recover. And they were more concerned about that. I'll be right back. Okay, thank you. Excuse me, thank you very much here, of course, here, J.D. But ladies and gentlemen, as I said, of course, the Iceman definitely, of course, does tell it like it is here. Here, of course, each and every night, every night here, just like everyone else here does in the radio network. But the Iceman, of course, like I said, definitely, of course, when he talks about wrestling, Ladies and gentlemen, he does not let up on anything. Uh, of course, so tomorrow night, of course, on Wolfpack, we will, of course, get more and more in depth from everybody else. 
as far as of course the uh, as far as of course uh, the official results here about AEW, we will of course get everybody's point of views about that of course tomorrow night. Uh, <clears throat> John, do we have any uh, updates at all about your title challenge having to do with tonight's event? By any chance? Ladies and gentlemen, the Ace of Spades, Jordan Stoufflis, won the, uh, fight for the, the fight for the Fallen uh, pred prediction, uh, pred uh, prediction title challenge here, of course, here as well. So congratulations definitely, of course, goes out to the Ace of Spades here tonight. <clears throat> and I do understand that John has several, as, uh, as, of course, him and Jordan are working on, of course, some more matchups here concerning some of the belts and GSWI, of course, here as well. And <clears throat> so I'm sure John will probably have some more updates about that. He'll have them posted on his uh, on his Facebook page coming up here really, really soon. Um, <clears throat> so as soon as we have any more updates, of course, here about that, we will, of course, keep everybody... Uh, we will definitely keep everybody informed about that here as well. <clears throat> um, John, anyone as far as WCWUS is concerned, where did everybody else, anyone involved in WCWUS, where did they, where did where did uh, we kind of place in this challenge? Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds came in second place in that. Very good. Okay. The King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith had 25 points. Congratulations to, of course, GTS. And John is trying to find out more about how myself <clears throat> and the Iceman did, of course, in, in this challenge. We'll get an update here from John here in just a few moments here. And John believes that I got 15 points, but hey, that's, that's quite all right. I just do it for the fun of it here, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm.
And JD actually got 25 as well. So, <clears throat> my my congratulations, of course, for all those. Okay, thank you, John. Uh, of course, kudos to everyone involved in WWS that was involved in John's fight for the Fallen Prediction Title Challenge. Uh, myself, <clears throat> JD. Myself, GTS, Michelle, and JD. Uh, <clears throat> caller ID. Uh, 138055 pound episode number 1021 of WWS Revolution. Of course, this is Wednesday, um, July 28th, 2021. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here, of course, alongside, <clears throat> alongside, of course, the Iceman Jared D. Geralmo, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, and of course, as, as and of course, the Soul Man. Uh, Justin Lewis Fleming. As of course we have a few moments to go here. We're just uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's what JD sounds like when he's on the can. And let's see. Um, ladies and gentlemen, while we, of course, um, While we, of course, wait to hear from uh, uh, while we continue, of course, to see what else we can talk about here, I will play a little funny soundbite here.
Obviously, ladies and gentlemen, that was from the classic comedy uh, Blazing Saddles, of course. That was the infamous um, farting around the fire scene. So, there, there you go. Let's see here. Um... I will, of course, while we have a break here in the action, ladies and gentlemen, I will continue to, of course, encourage everyone here to uh, to visit, of course, all of our pages, of course, here on Facebook, where, of course, we are continuing to post some very great, some very unique stuff here, including some classic wrestling moments, of course, posted on, we posted, or posting those on the uh, WCWS NXT NG Video Vault. We've also been posting a lot of great game show moments on the Game Show Alley page. Uh, some great movies on the WWS Movie Channel page. Some classic cartoons and stuff on the WWS Location of Animation page. Uh, of course, we're trying to make Justin laugh by letting him laugh at people passing gas. Of course, on the page of Gaseous Affair. <clears throat> um, <laughs> also, of course... Um, Also, of course, our a lot of our tribute groups, of course, here at uh, AEWS, NXTUS, ROHUS, uh, NWAUS, of course, NWOUS, DXUS, and so forth. You can check out a lot of great content there. Also, women of WWS, we've got a lot of great classic ladies matches here, so definitely check a lot of those out. Uh, also, of course, check out Fan Empire and Entertainment Cavalcade, of course, in addition to a lot of the great additional uh, wrestling and pop culture uh, history posts by our own soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Or where, of course, you check out a lot of other great uh, comments that have been made, of course, on the page there as well. We'd love to get your thoughts and opinions on a lot of those. <sighs> <clears throat> Of course, Entertainment Cavalcade is a lot of other great uh, classic TV moments and everything like that. So be sure to listen in. Be sure to check all that out. And I do see that the human suplex machine, John Gross, has left us here for the evening. And I believe he is going to possibly take care of his... Uh, maybe going to take care, of course, of his... Uh, get prepared for his podcast tonight, so... If that is the case, okay. Gentlemen, Sorry sure about that, guys. Um, just to give you a heads up, I'm not wearing pants, of course, as you know. Uh, real quick, Chet. Uh, Shaq says he will get a hold of you sometime either tonight or tomorrow. He told me to tell you. Okay, thank you, JD. Uh, but like I said, check out the Gross's Stuffless uh, Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. I believe John is possibly has left us for the night to get himself prepared. For, for, for that tonight, this evening, so be sure to listen to, of course, what John has to say, of course, with AEW, and also, of course, a lot of, uh, and also talking about his title challenge results here as well. Um, JD, as far as that is concerned, John did inform uh, for me as far as, of course, 
how myself and you and Michelle and Gerard did in the title, in his title challenge. Michelle actually stood, um, Michelle stood up, stood in second place. Congratulations to, uh, to MLD. Also, uh, Gerard actually had, you and Gerard both, I think, had 25 points. I, myself, only got that. I only got about uh, 15, but that's okay. Hey, you put up a good fight. It's all, well, of course, I do it all in fun anyway. So, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's a good competition. It's, it's, It's good, hearty fun, so. So, yep. like, so it, I do have some other I, news to report here. Cool Sorry about that. Yeah. Please, and please go ahead. Let's see what else we have here. Okay, we do have an update on Cash Wheeler. They did say, however, apparently he got a cut on his arm when he was shoved off the ropes and his arm hit the metal between the post and the turnbuckle tonight. Uh, PW Insider reports that the injury was described as, quote, a really bad cut and a freak injury. Medical staff immediately tended to him after the match, and he's now okay. No word on whether he'll miss any ring time yet, however, as far as that goes. Uh, some other news to report, however. We do have an update on, I'm sure you mentioned it earlier, on the Queen of the Ring tournament, however. Um, but if not, I do have an update on that whole situation right now, however, if you will. Apparently, however, like I said, Fightful Select is reporting, and they have an update on the update of CM Punk being in talks to sign with AEW, which began last week. According to the latest update, sources indicate that that there had been, quote, consideration on AEW's power tower for Breen and CM Punk since last year. It is unknown if formal conversations between Punk and AEW and Tony Khan began at that time. However, company higher-ups had openly mentioned the idea of him coming in at some point. About two months ago, town on the roster hadn't heard about Punk possibly coming in when they asked what when they asked regarding around the subject. Additionally, however, Punk has been a hot topic of conversation backstage in AEW over the past week. More specifically, however, it was those who have not worked with him in the past have been asking others about how he is to work with. AEW had made attempts to bring Punk in the past. As you know, in April 2019, however, if you will, however, mind you, CM Punk spoke about receiving, quote, a general offer from AEW at some point, or at one point. And finally, however, we do have a report that two rumors appear to be converging to create one super rumor. It was noted earlier this week that WWE is planning to return to Saudi Arabia in October, possibly on Thursday on October 21st. There have been also rumors that WWE is planning a Queen of the Ring tournament for that same month, kicking off on SmackDown on October 8 and Raw on October 11. Andrew Zarian of the Madman Wrestling Podcast reports that the finals of the Queen of the Ring tournament will likely be held in Saudi Arabia as a planned event there. Oh, goody. Oh, freaking goody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, obviously, also, I'm sure probably, J.D., you probably heard about this as well. This actually was, was breaking, did break in. Of course, I was doing outside the ropes earlier tonight. Sadly, we have lost another entertainment icon in Dusty Hill of ZZ Top. Yes, from ZZ Top. I did hear that today, 72 years old, yes. Died in his sleep at his home in Houston, Texas. Uh, yeah, down in uh, our friend Troy's uh, neck of the woods, however, yes. Yes, uh, I'm thinking about that song, uh, that song, Double Back from Back to the Future Part 3. I'm thinking about that song. I was thinking of the oh, song, yeah. however. Okay. Uh, oh. I was thinking about the song. Uh, um, let's see. 
Oh, there's there's a there's several here that I can think of. Uh, Sharp Dress Man, great yep. song. Tush. Um, what is it? Tush. T U S H. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, I mean, ZZ Top has been. I mean, uh, uh, legs. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, oh gosh. Uh, one Justin mentioned for the Back to the Future Three soundtrack. Justin, you're looking like you get ready to fart. What's what the heck is it? <laughs> 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 no, he, he's he's got the face like Ugh! okay. <laughs> no, oh. I, he knows I'm choking. <laughs> okay. no, Yeah, but you're playing out there. Justin's going. Uh, oh, good lord, I'm buddy. Okay, okay. We're eating them beans. Okay. No. Anyway. Um. Oh gosh, I don't know why he would try to say that. I remember the I remember the album cover for that for for that album they did called Eliminator, where they had the old Model T flying in space. I thought that was cool. Oh, that was really cool. Justin, are you feeling all right there? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, you did it again? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. I mean, okay. Um, let's see. Um, actually, actually, so, actually, the, so, the first one song I just mentioned, obviously, is, is sometimes something that I would, I would, uh, when I think of JD, of course, I think of the song, and that is Sharp Dressed Man. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, oh, God. There was so many that they did. That was, But they were, like I said, a great band. I mean... Sorely, sorely missed, man. That was one of the best. That was best bands of all time, man. I agree. Seventy. I was a real fan. Old. I love. I love their music. ZZ Top. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. My father is a. He is. He 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 is. When it comes to classic rock and roll music. There are there are there is one band and there is one singer that he likes more than anything. Band he likes is ZZ Top. His favorite singer, Bob Seger. There you go. Yes. Ed, can't be. Oh, singer, I like your man. Um, of course, I remember the song that Seger did for Beverly Hills Cop Two, Shakedown. That was a great song. Um. Of course, against the wind, Let like a rock. Go, go, honey, just about the time, baby, it's all right. And you're what, Justin? You're busted. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's one of my favorites, right there, buddy. Of course, I like the I like the song "Like a Rock" because. If y'all remember, it was played. It was played in some commercials for uh, Chevrolet tr Chevy trucks. Yeah, I, just so I happy. Like 
It just so happens my father actually owns a Chevy, a Chevy truck. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Every time I see his truck, I think of that song. Yeah. Um, but, um, oh, gosh. Um, I can't think of any other good ones here. I mean, they did. ZZ Top did so many great ones. I can't think of any. Sharp Dressed Man and Legs are the best two I can remember. And also the one Justin mentioned from Back to the Future 3. But I think they performed it in the movie, I think. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's from the movie. Double back. Yeah, but I think they, I think they sung it in the movie. Whenever they were back in, whenever Michael J. Fox was back in, yeah, the they time. did, yeah, they did. It is what I thought. That's what I. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, okay. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. It's been a while since I've seen any of the Back to the Future movies. So. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Uh, Justin J JD wants TP for his bunghole, uh, Justin. So. <laughs> JD wants TP for his bunghole. He wants a T for his bunghole. <laughs> okay. Um, JD, I wanted to bring up one other thing that something Justin and I and John were talking about earlier. Bringing up, of course, Wait, this whole situation. We knew here. that. Really? Will you shut up, JD? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm the. No, no. You're the great Cornholio. I'm the Almighty Bungholio. Okay, so you remember that, all right? No. Okay. I'm just anyway. Okay. No, I'm just joking. Anyway. Anyway. My nephew, God bless him, sent me a picture. I don't know if you've seen this page on Facebook. Something about. The official Botchamania fan page. I don't know if you've seen that on Facebook or not. I've heard of it. But he sent me. Okay. He sent. He saw this and he sent me a picture. Because he tagged my name in the comments. This is my. This is my nephew though. Okay. He he sent this picture of me. A picture of. I think it was this. It was, it was this past Monday Night's Raw. It was a picture of Bobby Lashley. But the reason why the picture was taken, not because of the last show, is because somebody in the crowd was holding up a sign saying something about Goldberg should sign up for AARP. I did see it on television. <laughs> uh, was that him? Was that him in the crowd on Monday? Because I was looking to see who the hell that was in the crowd on Monday night. No, 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 that was, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that I think someone just posted that in that page. But my nephew tagged me because he won because it's wrestling. <laughs> and of course, my nephew, my nephew saw me. And anyway, anyway, as, as I, and I mentioned here to him, I mentioned this to him. I responded to what he did. And I, of course, we're thanking him for sending me the picture because I, I wanted to see. It. This was something that was interesting to see. But he, but I told him I said that Goldberg. Is going to destroy Lashley at SummerSlam. 
technically, I said something along those lines. That I'm sure you would agree, JD, that, that despite how Goldberg looks, you got to keep in mind that I've after, I've I've read a couple on a couple of occasions. Maybe you could confirm this: that Goldberg does on occasion does on occasion. You know, if he's going to come back for even for a short wrestling appearance, he he actually goes and work and works out. Yeah. I mean, he gets in shape. The man is the man's still built. I mean, my personal opinion, I think, I mean, <clears throat> despite like I said, what his age is, despite his looks, Goldberg is still one tough hombre, as Greg Valentine used to say. And I really think, and also you got to keep this, and J.D., I'm sure you would agree with this here too. You remember a while back we've all, a lot of people, including some people here, have said that a lot of people have always wanted to see Bobby Lashley face Brock Lesnar. Well, the thing about it is, guess what? Brock, this juncture, did not step up out of He didn't have the balls to go and step up to Lashley. But now... Apparently that somebody close to Brock in stature, and that is obviously I talk about Goldberg, <clears throat> a man that Goldberg has, I mean, of course, Brock is a man that Goldberg has beaten on numerous occasions. Yes, Brock has beaten him, but, you know, vice versa, right? Okay. Yeah, but, but you, know what they, you know what they said afterward, though? What? After he worked out, this is what they were saying. Look at the butt on there. Yeah. God, JDT. Speaking of Goldberg, we understand he's going to be in possibly Chicago this Monday night, and you know he's going to confront freaking uh, Bobby. Well, of course he is. But let me, but let me say this. But, but let me say this. That I said this about the deal with 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 Roman and Cena, and I and I'm, it's the same situation with Lashley and Goldberg. Lashley and Roman and JD, I'm sure you would agree with this. That there is a there is a there is a backstory and a legitimate reason why they have denied Cena and Goldberg this chance the chance at those belts because they know. That Goldberg and Cena can beat them. They know that, and they are afraid if they face them, they will get beat, and they will lose their belts. They are scared to death of them. But, <clears throat> but apparently Roman has no problem granting possibly Finn Balor an opportunity at the belt. As far as that part is concerned, that, let me throw out that this Friday, Minneapolis, or next week in Tampa. Well, let me throw out this scenario here to you. I'm sure you would probably love this as well. And you know how WWE will never goes for the actual good ideas, especially if, of course, the ideas are not coming out of Vince McMahon's mouth, but they're coming out of the mouth of people who actually might want to see this happen. <clears throat> and that is simply this. The most logical thing to do, for as far as SummerSlam is concerned, as far as Roman defending that belt, you kill two birds 
with one stone. Of course, obviously, if it is possible to do this, you kill two birds with one stone. Let me explain. Cena has made, has made the move. Roman has turned him down. Finn has made the move. Roman and Roman of some it sounds like almost sound like that. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll face I'll face you or whatever. Of course, obviously Roman is not going to. We're all not going. We're not all not going to listen to what Roman has to say on that. Roman is eventually going to have to do that. He's got less than a month for SummerSlam, and he has nothing, and I mean nothing etched in stone here yet. But obviously that sounds like the plan here to me. But this is this is what I think they should do. You know that regardless if if, if Cena becomes a 17-time world champion, or like I said, Finn gets his get gets his little redemption for the fact that he did not ever ever have a chance to defend that Universal Title when he first won it several years ago. They're trying to get that all that loose end tied up. It's been loose for several years. We talked about that. You put all three of them in a triple threat match. Three different, three unique wrestling styles right there in the same match. You cannot tell me that WWE would somehow, would not somehow profit from seeing these three prime competitors compete in the ring at the same time for this, especially for one of WWE's major titles. You cannot tell me that SummerSlam will not get, like I said, any will not get any credit or accolades or anything like that. Just simply because they they would not they they would not take a chance on booking a match like this. Yeah. I mean, let me. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, picture. That. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Ju- Justin has already said that he would like to see it. I don't know what John's thoughts about it. Or he didn't. He didn't say anything. Let me go to you and ask you. And I definitely, of course, I'm in the yes position on this. Would you like to see this match happen at SummerSlam? Between Goldberg and Lashley? No, I'm talking about Roman, Cena, and Balor in the same ring. It could happen. It may happen. I don't think it's going to happen because... Roman's going to probably mm-hmm. play his creative control card somehow, some way, and say, I deserve, however, to, I mean, it should be one-on-one. I mean, then what is this leap hour? Where does this leap hour, I ask you? Well, exactly. I mean, because like I said, but, but it's like I said before, like I said, I mean, well, I mean, you even heard Cena say that even though that, yes, if he, if he were to face Roman, and beat Roman, he would become a 17-time world champion. But you even heard what Cena said himself. That's not the reason why he wants he wants to get a piece of Roman. He just wants to kick his tail because you heard what what Cena said the the raw after Money in the Bank. You you know what I mean? What Cena said? I mean, Cena obviously is telling the truth here because, like I said, like I said, Roman's been acting like a complete jerk. Well, Roman right now is a complete jerk. Because yep. he's got a complete jerk advising him in the form of Paul Heyman. I'm no disrespect to you, JD, because I know he has that ECW connection. But still, nevertheless, here it's somebody no, he's who become a jerk. has there's no, doubt, there's no knocking that he has become a jerk. And it's because of Paul Heyman and his Usos 
who basically think, I mean, they're the next form of evolution, and they're not. They are not. I'm sorry to say it, but they are not. And do you think that that Heyman's doing the same thing with Roman like he did with Brock, like he did with Punk, like he did with some of these other guys? They've been doing the same thing. You know, he's going to make sure that, like I said, he's got one main man that holds on to the main title for, you know, you know, for as long as it takes and all that and not let anybody else get their hands on for quite some time exactly. until, like I said, he So, okay, well, like, like I said, <clears throat> like I said, regardless, if that were to happen, regardless of whatever the outcome would be, the most important thing is, is that, that you know, if Cena won over Balor, or or Balor won over Cena, either way, like I said, you need to get the belt. If someone can get the belt off of Roman, they need to steer Roman clear, which I'm sure they're probably not yep. going to do that, as you said. As as you said, they need to steer Roman clear of this, and they need to, like I said, you know, back him away from it for a little while, and. At some point down the road here, around the end of the year here, give him next several months, what next month or two, whatever, give possibly give him another shot and all whatever. But like I said, the man, but but also they need to start doing it, of course, in a much, in a much more fair way, because like I said, you know, having Heyman and the Usos, you know, kind of dodging, kind of dodging a bullet and all that, you don't know how long that Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville is going to let that slide. You know darn well that they're going to tell. I'm sure it's probably heck. For all I know it could come up this week or the next couple weeks, whatever. And they may end up telling Roman, "Say Roman, look, that you may have probably said no to one person and possibly said yes to another." But like I said, one way or another, like I said, <clears throat> that uh, that somebody is going to get a shot at the belt. It may not be the person that you want to face, but you don't make the rules around here. He may think he does because he's. Because of what you know was printed on his shirt, you know, it's a you no know, head of the table. He's become the A double S of the table, as far as I'm concerned. So he's got his head up his A double S every time he sits at that table. So, so <clears throat> but as for the Goldberg Lashley thing, even if they keep it all, even if they, even if, if, if even if Goldberg does, Goldberg does that. My my point of view here would be this. Take it off of Lashley. Okay? Take it off of Lashley. Put it on, I mean, put it on Goldberg, even if you don't have to put it on for, of course, obviously for a short period of time, because as you said, J.D., he is on a limited, Goldberg is on a, technically a limited schedule. I think you've said that. That what they need to, what they need to do is if Goldberg at some point ends up saying hey you know what I'm going to maybe back off and do any more wrestling whatever at least they should they could do is let him retire holding that belt you see there's no shame in that didn't Trish Stratus do that when she won the women's belt didn't she retire as the champion so. I don't see any dishonor in that at all. But either way, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns need needs those belts removed, even if that means, of course, obviously taking a taking a uh, you know t- uh, taking a crowbar or whatever and prying it off of them. 
By the way here, they needed to have the belts removed from them, plain and simple. Now, <clears throat> now JD, um, obviously, of course, you have mentioned something about a possible change here in the schedule here. Of course, as you know, we have wrestling debate scheduled tomorrow, scheduled for tomorrow night at 730. Um, there was talk about the possibility of either an, uh, that uh, of either a special episode of Wrestling Revisited or a episode of Sports Machine. Uh, do you know for 100% for certain what that might, what what's the, the situation here as far as this is concerned? J.D.? And I think he has stepped away here again. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry about that. Okay. JD, okay, no problem. JD, as far as now you said the situation here as far as as far as tomorrow is concerned, as far as the shows is concerned. Um, of course you know you do realize that we do have wrestling debate debate at seven thirty tomorrow night. Uh, there was you said mentioned some about some possible talk of either a special edition of Wrestling Revisited or a special edition of Sports Machine tomorrow. Sports Machine um, tomorrow at 7.30. Actually, Revisited has been... Uh, he's going to do uh, Wrestling Revisited at 5 or 5.30. He says he'll get in touch. At, I was going to say, um, Mitt will get in... Oh, I say Mitt. Shaq will get in touch with you, and we're going to do Sports Machine at 7.30. Our very special edition of the NBA Draft night. So we'll definitely keep you updated on that. Okay, so that means uh, we'll we might want to talk about rescheduling... Debate, uh, possibly the fight. I don't know yet. You'll have to ask him. And on that note, because I'm going to take off for the night, so I will see you guys tomorrow. Okay. All right, JD, thank you very much. We'll talk at you here, of course, here tomorrow on NWA Wolfpack. Thank you very much for being here with us here okay. tonight. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, what it sounds like here, and we do thank JD, of course, once again for coming on. What it sounds like to me, ladies and gentlemen, it sounds like that at 5:30, that he is that that the loose cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas will be bringing a special edition of WWS Wrestling Revisited, and also on top of that, uh, he may also and also at 7:30 there may be also a special edition of Sports Machine, and that's going to probably tie in with what goes on with Wrestling Debate tomorrow. He may be re that show may be having may be moved as well. But we will, of course, keep everybody informed of this change here as best we possibly can sometime during the day, of course, because I will be in contact with the loose cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas about this, hopefully here at night, hopefully within between, between tonight and sometime tomorrow. But we'll keep you informed of this as well. Before we go, ladies and gentlemen, on episode 1021 of Revolution, of course, as you know, on WWS Fan Empire, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS appreciation. Uh, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, brings you any additional wrestling history and birthdays, as well as, of course, WWS Entertainment Cavalcade. He also brings you any additional pop culture history and birthdays as well. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Entertainment. Now, let's see what Justin has here on the plate here. As far as anything added on to what John did report here, of course, here a little bit earlier. <clears throat> Justin, please go ahead and see what we have on tap here as far as any additional history and birthdays for today. Okay, uh, let's see.
see. Okay, hold on one second. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, today is a happy very third birthday to Zia Lee, Chinese female um, pro wrestler in on NXT. Today is a happy twenty eighth birthday to German wrestler Prince Orua. Today is a happy, wait, hold on. Your 27th birthday to Prince Aurora. Today is a happy 28th birthday to Noam Dar. Today is a happy 34th birthday to Lindsay K. Howard, American actress and former pro wrestler, better known by renames. I ISS to Amazon in Eloisa. Today is a happy 30, 35th birthday to Cra um, Mexican wrestler Crazy Frank. Today is a happy 40, 39th birthday to um, King Velasquez, mixed martial artist. Yeah, um, he appeared in made um, WWE appearances. Today is a happy 40th first birthday to Luis Alexandre Cadu. Very known by his renamed Zando. Today's a happy um, 58th birthday to Moko um, Kitamura. Today's a happy 50th birthday to Celso Reyes Daza. Very known by his renamed Cyclone Ramirez. Today's a happy uh, 62nd birthday to. Wait, hold on. Keith, uh, wait. Keith Myatt. Today's a happy. Today's a happy. Today's a happy, uh, wait, hold on. Today's a happy 64th birthday to El Mexicano. Today would have been this 80, today would have been the eight, see. The sixth birthday to Carl Dennis Campbell Sr. They would have been the 87th birthday to George Burrow Wood Wooden, very known by his renames, Mr. Wrestling and Tim Woods. Yeah, you remember, yeah, you remember, yeah, you remember, um, um, don't you, um, Chad Carl Dennis Campbell Sr., and his new name was, um, better known by his renamed Luke Big Boy Brown. I've heard those names, yes. Okay, today, here's some wrestling history today. 30 years ago today, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat defeated Luis Piccoli on WWF Wrestling Challenge. 30 years ago today on WWF All-American Wrestling, Mean Gene Oakland and the Macho Man, God Rest Their Souls, were, ho were host 
on host and the show um show Texas Tornado versus Ed Moretti. Clip interview clip of interview with Sergeant Slaughter, Colonel Mustafa said justice. The clip of IRS earned our shyster versus Bob Jones, Jimmy the Superfly Snooker versus the Berserker. And the free a clip of the funeral parlor with uh Paul Bear host um with guest um Jake the Snake Roberts from the June, July 27th edition of WWE, 99-1 edition of WWE Superstars, a SummerSlam report, the Skinner Vigilant, a clip of Ricky this Dragon Steamboat facing Tim Patterson and the Nasty Boys versus Scott Carlson and Rob Allen. 30 years ago today, PN News defeated Paul Lee on WCW main event. 20 years ago today, Chavo Guerrero Jr. and Hurricane Helms defeated Kai and Tai. On Funaki, Funaki and Takamishinuku on WWF slash WWE Jack Met slash Metal. Ten years ago today, in Thursday Night Wars, Kurt Angle defeated Mr. Anderson on Impact Wrestling, and Heath Slater defeated Trent Brett on WWE Superstars. And that's it. Thank you very much there, Justin. Of course, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, you can always check out Justin's uh, Wrestling and Pop Culture History Reports, the wrestling portion on WCWS Fan Empire, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Appreciation, and also uh, the pop culture portion on WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Entertainment. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for joining us here tonight for episode 1021 of WWS Revolution. Of course, Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw, hereby thanking the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, here tonight as we covered, of course, our thoughts from last night's NXT. Also, some thoughts about what happened tonight on AEW's Fight for the Fallen show. We did get, of course, a couple of updates about our NXT US Million Dollar title match between John and JD. Uh, John did give us an update on some of the WCW uh, folks, of course, how they fared in his prediction title challenge. Also, <clears throat> also, of course, like I said, uh, in the, we also provided, of course, wrestling news courtesy of 411 Mania, and both John and Justin provided tonight's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday here reports. I do thank both of them for doing so tonight as well. As we said, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I will. we will try to get more information about as far as tomorrow is concerned. Right now, it's sounding like to me that there will be a special edition of WCWS Wrestling Revisited tomorrow at at, uh, at 530, 139-926 pound. Of course, we will, of course, keep you informed about that. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, at 7.30, of course, it appears that we're going to have to be replacing Wrestling Debate with an episode, of course, of Sports Machine. <clears throat> and, of course, soon we find out, of course, uh, about that, we will, of course, keep you informed about that as well. So be sure to, of course, listen Be sure, of course, listen in on, on that here as well. But I, I can confirm that at 9 o'clock tomorrow evening, NWO Wolfpack, I do believe, will be episode number 314, I believe. I'll have to go back and double-check that. Uh, one three eight five two one pound. 
As of course, we'll be talking about the latest uh, wrestling news and views. Also, of course, uh, wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. We will talk about, of course, in great detail about the results of tonight's AEW Fight for the Fallen event. Uh, we'll try to dabble a little bit into some uh, thoughts about Impact Wrestling and some other, of course, wrestling thoughts and opinions here as well. So be sure to listen in on NWO Wolfpack tomorrow night, 138-521-POUND here for that. And as for, of course, the, te- the show, the our schedule before NWO Wolfpack, we'll try to find out something. And we'll definitely have, hopefully have, hopefully have it all straightened out by, of course, by by the time all this does go down here tomorrow. Revolution episode number 1021 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com, where we are, of course, six years older, continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other here, of course, especially, of course, during this whole situation with the pandemic. Of course, keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean, and, of course, we're doing a whole lot of praying. As, of course, we continue, of course, to get by everything that's going on here. Please stay safe out there and take every precaution that you feel that is necessary. <coughs> uh, also, of course, also, of course, there are folks, of course, we also are continuing, of course, to uh, say, of course, I pray for a safe return. Um Whenever, of course, when the King of Clubs met Patel and his family returned from their vacation in Hawaii, we hope they are enjoying themselves and having a good time. But we hope they, of course, come back, of course, here safely. We can't wait to hear what they have, what they have to say, of course, about their vacation. But we'll definitely get to hear from that when Mitt does return. So just let's say a little prayer for his, him and his family's safe return, of course, here as well. Once again, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family friends and fans of ZZ Top bassist Dusty Hill, who passed away, of course, sometime today at the age of 72. Uh, He died in his sleep at his home in Houston, Texas. Once again, our thoughts and prayers are with, of course, everyone associated with Mr. Hill, of course, here as well. Like we said, check out all of our groups on Facebook and check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows here in the radio network. Until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. Justin, take care. Have a good evening. We'll talk at you here tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack. Have a great evening. We'll talk at you here soon. Good night. Good night. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.